Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful host, Joel McDonald. That is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyra Morrison. How are you doing, good sir? I am doing all right, Joel. Awesome. Good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good because I actually have a day off tomorrow after, oh, like, like, 11 days straight or something. I don't know. I almost feel days straight. I almost feel bad for bringing up the day off thing because it's... As Easter weekend, it's like my five, my favorite weekend. It's four days off. Yeah, yeah. It's four that's days. all right. Yeah, my wife's had six days off in a row. So I'm yeah, like, I, all right, cool. I was talking to her just the other day about that, and she seemed pretty chuffed. And I don't blame her because I would be too. Yeah, yeah. But no, I'm I'm looking forward to having a day. Then I've got five days on, and then I got a bucks party next weekend. So it's gonna be um, it's gonna before be you know it, Joel. It's God of War. It's Infinity it's War. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Holy shit! I say so, okay. So I, I'll st- I'll st- I did go and do something last night because I haven't really played much this week. New, just rehashing old stuff. But I did go and see something last night. I went and saw Ready Player One last night. Um, it reminded me of that because I saw the Infinity War trailer again and I got fucking super amped. Um, but uh, but Ready Player One. In terms of look, I was a bit of a fan of the book. I really liked it. I know a lot of people don't, and I get that. I totally get that. Um, but uh, I really enjoyed the movie. It's different. Um, but I think it, there are certain, there were, there were, there were moments that felt like classic Spielberg, like that had that old sort of adventure tale kind of vibe to it. And I really, really dug that. Um, and I don't I have think heard the, the whole. It fixes, or not fixes, but does things better than the book in some ways. I think it truncates a lot of stuff. I think the book, obviously, because it's a book, it goes into a lot more detail with certain things. Uh, and there were some things, like, the, like the ending's slightly different in terms of, like, p- where they are and stuff. But it sort of hits all the same sort of notes. Uh, and some of the challenges are a little different as well, like the, the three main quests. Uh, but one of them that they changed is actually really fucking cool. Um, like, really fucking cool. The way the, the way they've, they've done it and the subject matter that they've used for it is very, very cool. Um, and look, I, look, it's got the references and all that sort of stuff in there, but I don't think it, like, it makes sense, really, in this crazy world. So I don't begrudge it all that much. Obviously, I'm, you know, that that's just me. But um, if you don't like that whole, like, you know, it, it's not like them going, hey, look at this thing. Do you remember this thing? It's It doesn't feel like that. It's just, it's there. There's a part where I think, where um, Wade goes shopping after he's like won the first quest and he's like going through everywhere and there's like it pans out and there's like all these different stores and there's like a Borderlands store, there's a Halo store, there's an Overwatch store and it's like, all right, they're just there. They're not like, eh, look, eh, they're not thrusting it in your face. It's it's one shot and you go, oh, cool. Look at all that stuff that I like, you know. So I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. And I think it's it's definitely worth a watch. Like if you just go into it, and expect just like a fun blockbuster movie. I think you're going to have a good time. Um, and yeah, I, it's, it's a lot of fun. Like I, I really enjoyed it. So, um, apart from I had some just fucking absolute wankers in the cinema, but you know, that's just cinemas these days, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, that is, that is an, an unfortunate side effect of even considering going to the movies. You're going to have douchebags. It's just unavoidable. Yeah. Yep. Just, group of teenage boys and I just wanted to fucking murder them all but um maybe maybe yeah, maybe no. not threatening murder on the podcast is a good start 
for things today. Well, you know, just, well, you know, let's look, just steer clear of the murder threats, the death threats. Well, look, I guess it technically wouldn't be murder because people would see my point. They'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, you were trying to watch a movie. That's fair. Yeah, I, like, I, I don't know if that's going to fly in court. <laughs> I just don't. Look, I, I have guess, a friend who look, is a, is with the police. Maybe I'll ask them and see what they oh, say. Yeah, okay. But All right, cool. Yep. I reckon you might be in trouble if you still do that. We'll touch base on that next week. Um, yeah, we'll yeah. <laughs> recap it. But that's, that's the only new, exciting sort of video game thing that I've done this week. Um, I, well, apart spe- from watching a whole bunch of like the completionist videos, but yeah. Speak, speaking of things we watched, Joel, I I'm near. Li- I'm, I'm now living a life where I mean, this this will be up after tomorrow anyway. But normally on a Saturday night, I'm going to bed. I wake up on Sunday and I can look forward to a a brand new episode of Dragon Ball Super to watch. But not anymore. It's uh-huh. over. It's done. Uh-huh. Well, good. From what I can tell, like from all the reports, it seems like it was a pretty good uh, final hurrah. Oh man, like satisfying doesn't even like appropriately cover the fan service that they offered in this final episode. Uh, awesome. Even it's almost even if you've watched Dragon Ball Z at least up to the end of the Freezer Saga, even if you haven't watched any of Super, like look up the video. I have like a the video the, like the two and a half minute fight on my phone. Because sometimes I'm just like, oh, that was so cool. I need to watch it again. Just that one part. Just that two and a half minutes. <laughs> it's just, it's perfect. It captures the absolute desperation of the last minutes, or not even that, like the last minute of a tournament of universes getting erased. And animation is gorgeous. Soundtrack is killer. And you, I never thought I'd see the day where characters like Goku and Frieza would team up to save their universe. That's awesome. A plus fan service, done so well, and it's, I'm really excited for the movie that comes out in December, and then I guess we'll see when the next series comes back because it sounds like they're coming back. All the voice actors want to come back. The last episode made it sound like they'd be coming back. So okay, that's good. That's a good sign. But yeah, but apart from it's that, a, all, it's it's okay because in terms of anime things that we need, we've got oh. we've got like a couple of weeks until we get to watch Persona Five and. We actually get to watch it because it's being simulcast on Anime Lab. So, fucking yes. Like, anime in the next few months, like Persona 5 starts up, My Hero Academia comes back for Season 3. In a few months, we can probably look forward to Attack on Titan Season 3. Like, there's heaps coming up. That's only, like, the mainstream popular stuff. At some point this year, I think. Like, we'll see how we go. I hope hope so. Does does it have a date yet? Nah. I think they just said 2018, but, like, I'm nervous about it because the original, like, creators aren't coming back, and I'm just, yeah, I'm I'm quietly nervous about it, but we'll see. I think the, the, the nerves are understandable because mm. I, sometimes just taking away the creative mind behind a series is all it takes to, to change everything. I did see... Yep. Again, I'm not sure if he's involved with that one, but it, uh, Mob Psycho 100 is getting a second season as well. It is, and yes, that is that is the same guy, yeah. It, I don't um, know if he's still on board with that one, but if he is, then I haven't checked out the first season of that yet. It's on my list of things I want to watch. <laughs> I watched like I watched like the first like three or four episodes, and it's it's good. I just never went back to it because that's what I do with anime because I'm fucking useless. But um, yeah, no, it's it, it, it's good. It's weird. Um, it there's seems a character weird. in there that's the English voice actor sounds like Aaron Hansen and it's great. Because um, <laughs> especially because the character, especially the character, he's one of the main characters and he's just like this, 
this douchebag, like he's like like a fake psychic basically, and he's so hilarious. Um, he's just so overly confident in what he does, but he just he knows deep down that he's full of shit, and it's yeah, it's really great. It's um, one of those things that just makes me sad, but it's it's on Crunchyroll, not Anime Lab. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I suppose we should probably talk about some video games, shouldn't we? I, I guess we. Should. Well, actually, you know what, Joel? Uh, anime sort of ties into one of our video games. It certainly does. Yeah. Um, so we've both had a bit more of a chance to get our teeth stuck into uh, the old uh, Nino Kuni Two Revenant Kingdom. Um, I think we briefly touched on it last week. Uh, that we both put in a couple of like a little bit of time with it, um, and I've put in a little bit more. Um, I've been just really busy this week with work, so I'm trying to squeeze it. And when I get home from work, I just felt like watching TV and not playing anything or playing something that had like very little uh, thought process. Um, well, hey, that's the no cootie. Well, yeah, no, true, yeah. For better or worse. Yeah, it, yeah I, look, I still love it. I still think it's really great. Um, the combat is just so much fun. Um, and that's what's keeping me going a lot of it as well. Like one of the main things that's keeping me going. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Like it's, it's sort of, it's really, it's very cheesy. Um, like storyline wise, it's very cheesy, but I kind of like it. I kind of dig it, but you were saying to me, you kind of weren't feeling it as much. Well, I mean, I'm on the same page as you with the combat. I think it, I mean, ultimately, I think the combat, it's a huge improvement over the first games, like the the turn base, and that was okay, but it wasn't anything spectacular. And considering it's a game, like, both games were not made to be difficult, they were made to be easier, this combat, like, sort of lends itself more to that cause. Yeah. Uh, my main hang-ups have really been the story, and I don't think it's a bad story. I don't think that it's poorly written or anything like that. Uh, it's just nothing has hooked me yet and i say that yeah. where in the very first nino kuni i was pretty invested immediately at the gate obviously because of it was yeah, hard that, yeah it was hard not to be with the start that, of that game exactly i had a very emotional opening so i was like yep cool let's do this and this one like it alluded to something big at the start and then you were straight into the kingdom i'm like wait hang on i haven't forgotten about the start of this game i haven't forgotten yeah. <laughs> it's very quick and it's like I, I like surely it's got to be it's got to be explained somehow. I yeah. Anyway, I, I, I'm I'm interested to see how the, how that plays out actually. And that's that's part of the reason I'm willing to be like, look, I'll finish it because I want to know. I that's that's one part of the story that has got its hooks in me. But like a lot of the stuff going on with the main cast just isn't interesting. Yeah. Look, like 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 I said before, it is very like pretty stock standard. Like we're gonna get the band back together, sort of thing. Like you know. We're gonna and build I'm gonna a ma- kingdom. And it's gonna I'm be gonna make great. a kingdom. Then, We're gonna unite yeah. all the countries, and there'll be peace, world peace. It's like okay, sure, all right. <laughs> there is, but there is something to that, though. I think I know. Is, that is kind of that is kind of interesting. That like it, there's that really there's an interesting conversation that they have when they're deciding on the banner, what kind of what the, what they'll get, what their new kingdom is going to stand for. And Evan, the the the, the young young king is, is like, I, I don't want there to be war. I want everyone to get along. And all the other adults are like, well, you can't, that's probably not going to happen. And he's like, I don't care. That's that's what I want. That's what I want my kingdom to strive for. And they all sort of go, all right, yeah, okay. 
if that's what you if that's what you think we can do, then let's let's try. I mean, and I, it, I think that's I, really interesting. I do, I do get the innocence of children thing that's, that the main character's got going on, and I it is charming. I I would be I'm I'd be dead inside if I said it wasn't charming. This game is overflowing yeah. with just color, and of course that actually settle something for me, Joel. Is it you're the you're the most experienced person I know when it comes to the studio, Studio Ghibli or Studio Ghibli? I say Ghibli. Ghibli, okay, um, but I don't know if I'm correct. Well, that's it. So... Uh, you, that's if anyone asks me now, that's why I say it. Uh, okay, the, cool. the Studio Ghibli style is, even though they've sort of distanced themselves from it more so this time, is still very yeah. present and it still looks really good. Uh, well, I think it's a lot of ex. I think it's a lot of ex Ghibli staff still working on it as well, and obviously yeah, there's yeah. no like hand drawn cutscenes or anything like that. But it's which I think is um, fine. Like they were nice in the first game, but. Mm. They're not not necessary, really. They were few and far between, and it was it was like a little treat when you'd get one. You'd like, oh, okay, this is oh, okay, we're getting a nice little cutscene here. But even the cutscenes in this are kind of fine. Like they so, they they they're good. And that's sort of the thing because I was going to say like I usually treat those sort of cutscenes like the hand drawn ones in Ninokuni one were gorgeous, and getting to them was a treat. Sort of like how in the older Final Fantasies you would get to the CG cutscenes, and you'd be like, oh yes, I'm going to savor this. Right. But the game looks so good that you, I don't think you need them. Sort of like how, again, the most recent example, Final Fantasy XV, doesn't have to really have the big CG cutscenes because the text's sort of there. And I think the work that Level 5 have done with this game, a lot of the cutscenes look good enough, but I don't need the hand-drawn yeah. versions. Like, it just... It sells it itself. At least well, enough I think, for me. Yeah, having the backdrops, like, the the, 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 the backgrounds of the, of the worlds themselves being that sort of slight watercolour feel to them anyway... It, that's enough to be like this looks stunning like and even when you go to like the overworld map which usually when you these like sort of like borderline throwback jrpgs have that overworld map that's slightly like low poly and a little bit like the characters are chibi and stuff like that even those overworld segments still look really nice like they're yeah. obviously not as good as like the full the full thing but they still look really good um, little a little weird observation. Like I think my favorite part of this whole, like visually of this whole game, there's a doorway in Goldpore, which is like the colorful casino, like neon light city area. Uh-huh. Like when you enter that, like the door, the gate ahead of you has got like that. You know how cartoons have like the yellow light to indicate like a lit room. Yep. And yep. there's just a really a really subtle effect. Like when you as you walk towards that gate and walk into the the next part of the city, just the way it sort of fills itself out, it's just. It's just weirdly perfect and satisfying. I lo- I love that yeah. one part of the game. <laughs> I, well, it's interesting. Like, like going back to the first game, like Nino Kuni, um, Wrath of the White Witch. I was watching uh, Gerard, the completionist, his video on it because um, he just put out recently, um, and he was saying about how because like the Ghibli staff were working on it that they not only that the, were they working on like the animated cutscenes, they were working on like the animation in general of the characters and the fact that like how painstakingly how much time they spend on making like um the cape of the young boy like flatter like it would if it was like animated like via a hand drawn animation style and i kind of feel like yeah. they've done the same thing in this as well that you can sort of just sense that love and that little extra bit of uh panache in there that they've added to it um absolutely where every- yeah, like and like moments like that, like you said, with like the door, with the, the 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 glowing light effect, like it's you sort of feel those those moments where you're like those little special moments, and it's it's really cool. 
So it, it um, is a it is a wonderful time to enjoy anime games right now. Between Persona Five last yeah. year, Dragon Ball Fighters, and Nino Kuni Two this year, we got Dragon yep. Quest Eleven coming out later this year. Like mm-hmm. it's a good time to enjoy anime influenced games. And yeah, for sure. I just and that's one of the, that's one of the parts of it. Yeah, like I said, the story not really grabbed me, but the game part of it, which is the really important part, I think, mm. is is keeping me there. The combat whilst relatively shallow, is pretty fun. And I've started upgrading a lot of my magic spells to do even more ridiculous things as well. Yeah. Which is, again, yeah. just give me an extra little hook to be like, no, I want to see what this this fire pillar looks like. Oh, shit, that's a yeah. big fire pillar. Excellent. Yeah. Like, it's cool. Like, you said it, the, the, the combat is relatively shallow. And, and, like, yeah, I guess, but there's enough variation and variety in stuff that you can do that, like, and that because it's so, like, the combat isn't, overly complex it gives you sort of like a little bit more of a sandbox to play around in and like fuck around with different spells and fuck around with different weapon types and 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 switch i've started switching between characters a lot more now because like the first i don't know like six or seven hours i played solely as evan um and then now i've started switching around like i think my team at the moment is um evan roland and batu so Uh I, i i rolling with those my party currently is roland evan and redacted <laughs> redacted yeah i As feel a like i'm almost yeah. at a yeah i haven't met yet now yeah. yeah he's very cool and i, I again it's, it's the reason he's in my party is because i love his animation i'm like you're in my team awesome. because that looked fucking sweet congratulations i love batu uh batu's fighting style that like his first move while you're move, like if you're running and you hit like the light attack he just does like a flying knee kick <laughs> before he swings his hammer and i'm like it's so good like i also he's like a sky pirate i love it i also got the spin to win attack for him as well where he swings his oh. hammer around i'm like i'm a boy oh, i'm okay with this spin so to win is fun. good and I, I love doing that when you, you go when you're like so you go into like lower level fights and you just run into the middle of everywhere and just swing around and, and like win the fight in like about five seconds i've done Definitely. that a couple of times and i'm just like oh i feel so much it even though, like that shouldn't feel fun because that is essentially grinding in a JRPG, which can be really tedious sometimes. But every time I do that, I'm like, this is so much fun. I'm having a ball <laughs> with this. I'm still really enjoying it. Uh, and it's uh, a good sign, I guess, of a, of, of, of a good game. If it's got gameplay mechanics that aren't overly complex and relatively shallow and pretty repetitive, like they're still fun, you, it- you've got a bit of a winner on your hands. It'll just be interesting to see how it holds up over the full duration. I think I'm at about maybe 20 hours now, and it's it's still okay. holding up okay. I, I ha- Having advanced some of my magic spells and weapons and all that's been helping a lot. But the other mm-hmm. big part to combat that's a huge change from you know, Kuni 1 is they ditched the familiars, thank God. Like, yes. I, they were my least favorite part about that game. And instead, yeah. they've been replaced with much more simpler, what I can only describe as Pikmin-like creatures. Yep. Uh, Higgledies, I think they're called. Yeah, Higgledies. Yeah. I was never going to remember that. Do you know what they also remind me of, just to bring it back to Ghibli? Um, they remind me of the forest spirits from uh, Princess Mononoke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's been a while yeah, since I watched like, it, but yeah. They're like the little, which I fucking, I love those things. They are so adorable. And they're just like these little dumb little 
forest spirit things that run around and they just look so dopey and I love them. And these are the same. And yeah, the Pikmin thing is a very good point as well though. Cause they, they all, it's like they have different abilities and things like that and they can help you out in different ways. Like some can give you buffs and heals and some can deal direct damage and some can sort of, you know, do all sorts of different things. Um, and I like the fact that they're just in the battlefield and you can like, after a while, sometimes they can, they'll activate, they'll have their special ability. will be ready to use. You can run over to them and hit X and like one of them might spawn a cannon that like start doing heaps of damage uh, on an enemy. I think it's actually down on the D-pad. Is it? Yeah. Is it X as well? Because I've been pressing down on the D-pad because I'm pretty sure that's what oh, okay. told me. Oh, I, 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 I've been hitting X because there's an X next oh. to it. When they get the glowing oh, okay. circle around them, there's like an X. So I'm like, all right, cool. Oh, okay. I guess it's both of them. Need to know. I'm going to have to investigate uh, that. Um, but, I, I, but the other thing I like is, again, if you don't want to use them, you don't have to. Like, no, like, absolutely not. How much you engage with them is up to you. Because, I mean, in some of the, the low-level fights, you're like, eh, I don't really need you. But a couple of the boss fights, yep. they do make them less annoying. Like, for example, my God, I've had a couple of annoying encounters with flying enemies, which I hate fighting. Yeah. They yep. suck. So whenever I can get those little cannon guys to spawn, I'm I'm over the moon. I'm like, yes, please give me a cannon, shoot those guys out of the sky. Also, the purple the purple higgledies as well. They have the ability. Their ultimate is the like big like can, gravity thing. Yeah, that like drops like flying enemies to the ground. I'm like, that's yeah. really cool. It's super handy, and it's great when you see like a big cloud of like flying enemies. And you're like, well, fuck me, I guess. And then you get that like prompt to go and use the purple ones and then they do that gravity ball thing and it drops them to the ground you're like oh it's so good plus um roland's charge attack with his gun is basically a kamehameha and i'm completely okay with that yeah yeah absolutely i love that like he's just he has when he starts he has gun just a gun and to, to go back into that a little bit i do love how he has the gun and they're like oh yeah that'll just reload itself automatically in this world you're like really really Okay. What the fuck. Yeah. All right. Sure. But uh, this world can just. Okay. Cool. Infinite it, ammo it's, gun. It three D prints using magic. And <laughs> that's why. You, that's why you use MP to to reload, basically. Yeah. Jesus. But yeah, I, I do. Fi- I found that entire scene very funny at the start of a game when he's just like got a gun. It's like, oh yeah, that'll just reload endlessly. Oh. Cool. Yep. Fine. I'm um, okay with this. I was talking about this game at work the other day with uh, one of the guys I work with, and he like he's played a game. He was telling me about Far Cry Five, and he bought it, and he's really enjoying it. And um, I'll get to it eventually. And uh, I was saying, oh, I've been playing Ninja Kuni too, and he's like, oh, how is it? And I, I started like you know waffling on about it, saying how much I really enjoyed it. And he's like, oh, I don't really play much many JRPGs. Like, do you think I could still get into it? Do I? Well, he said, first of all, do I have to have played the first one? Which I was like, no, you don't. There's nope. like one, there's one reference to it that I've seen, which is, I, I didn't realize until I watched the completionist video on it when I was seeing the characters again. Have you, so when you do the, um, the, the trial, the trial to get the Kingmaker Ugh. and I realized when, when I went back, I liked that. I thought it was kind of fun. I, I, I didn't, I, it was, it was didn't okay, like it? but I, I feel like it was a bit, there was too many stages to it. I was like, all right, I, I get it. I get what I'm doing. See, I yeah, felt I like, like it was do it just again. Long You're like, all right, okay, fine. I'll do it again, I guess. I think any more, it would have been, for me personally, it would have been too much. I would have been like, all right, cool, I get it now. But I think it was just, it increased in, like, scale enough for me to go, all right, this is fun. But um, but I did like the fact that the story that was being told there was essentially the story of the first get of Wrath of the White Witch. And I'm like, 
that's that's kind of cool. That's a neat little nod to the people who might have played the first one and finished it and were big fans of it. And it's like, hey, we haven't forgotten about you. Here's like a bit of a nod to it. Um, but the second question was, he said to me, um, I don't play many JRPGs. Do you think I'd still be able to get into it? And I honestly think, yes. I think this might is a kind of a good entry-level JRPG almost. I, I, I'm talking like I'm an expert here, but I only bring it up because I want to ask your opinion, what you think of that, um, of it potentially being like a good entry-level one, much like a lot of people use like Persona 4 as a good uh, entry-level one. Absolutely. So here's the thing. This and the first Nino Kuni, like the Studio Ghibli stuff and how the games play, like they, they were definitely aimed, I think, towards not necessarily younger gamers, but potentially at a, at a wider audience than the, like even the, the usual JRPG fan base. Like right. way more so than Persona 4 could ever be. Like this is definitely a True. really good entry-level JRPG. Story's not, not too complicated. The combat's pretty easy to pick up. And it never really, again, I, I feel like I say it a lot and it, I don't mean it as an insult, but it doesn't really challenge you. And that's okay. Like, that's okay if the game is fun. And Absolutely. maybe it'll change right. towards the end. I don't know. But I haven't, even against the Tainted Monsters, I've been mostly okay. I, and that could just be a simple case of the enemies are just prevalent enough that you're always leveling up just enough to sort of be at a good position. Yeah. But yeah, I would say if you maybe want to try it but aren't too well versed on jrpgs this is a really good entry level if you're curious about the the, the genre that is for jrpg yeah and i think it gives it gives a good overview of it. like it's tutorial stuff isn't super like text heavy it's a like it's like you get like three screens of text it's like which i know it sounds like a lot but it's not but you get like three like text in uh it's mostly pictures of, as like, well Exactly, and it's like, this is how you do this, this is how you do that, this is how you do that. And then it goes, all right, go and try it out. And you go, all right, cool, all right, I press this button, and oh, cool, that was really neat. I've learned how to do this new thing. And it it does a really good job of, like, play the game a little bit, then you learn something new. Then you play the game a little bit more, then you learn something new. And, I mean, that's not a revolutionary way of, like, tutorializing a game, but I feel the way it does it in this is really good and a really good way for newcomers to sort of get into it. I mean, you are again. You're absolutely right because another there's another game that sort of tries to do things a similar way, but it feels more restricted in how it does it. And that's Final Fantasy 13, a game which infamously right. sends you down corridor after corridor. And as you progress through that game, you gradually unlock more of a combat, and you're like, okay, cool. And you get to like the 30, 40 hour mark when you hit the open world section in chapter like 12 or whatever, and the game goes, cool. You're finished with the tutorial stuff. You're like, what? Uh, what? I've yeah. got like probably 10 hours of this game left. The game's like, yep, have fun. And yep. it, you just felt it in that game. But in this one, it definitely feels better paced. And I'm not, I don't hate it as much as I hate Final Fantasy 13. That's a whole different yeah. story. And the world opens up just in the right way. And it's like, yeah, the, the game, like when you get to those overworld like areas where it's like, you can go explore if you want. And then you get like, you know, you'll come across like a, an enemy that's like name is in red. And you're like, the the game's like you can fight it if you want, and if you're good enough, you could probably beat it. It's and that's the thing. Hard with, mm. with the simpler combat, like you can take on enemies that might be a little bit stronger than you. I would not recommend it for the tainted enemies, just because of the damage they do. But oh, I, yeah. I've taken on enemies like a good four or five levels higher than me, just because you have the ability to do that, which is kind of refreshing in a way. Because usually you would not even look at those enemies in other JRPGs. 
Yeah, and it's good. It, it, it gives that sense of like player empowerment as well, where it's like, you know, oh, cool, I feel awesome because I I fought this like really strong enemy and I overcome it. So, it, and going back to, to like uh, it being aimed at sort of like a wider audience, like imagine being a kid, like going, oh man, that enemy looks really tough. I'm going to try and then fighting it and winning and then going, fuck yeah, I'm awesome. Like you would just feel oh, yeah. like go and tell your friends, you're like, oh, I beat this like level 25 enemy and I was only level 20 and it was really cool. Like those, those sort of things are like looking at it through the eyes of like a younger person, I think would be really awesome. Um, definitely. And you know what, Joel, the more people that play JRPGs means we'll get more JRPGs. So I am mm-hmm. completely okay with that. Hey, like look, 100%. You know, if, you, if you'd spoken to me, like, let's say four years ago and said, Hey, you're going to be a fan of JRPGs. In a few years' time, I'd be like, nah, 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 nah. I've tried, and I'm not a big fan of them. But, like, thank you, Atlas, for hooking that up to my veins with the old Persona 4 Golden, and it was just all downhill from there. I'm I'm more willing to open... If it's, if it's a subject matter that I'm kind of interested in, something like where it's like, a you know, the art style and and, and uh, world of something like Nino Kuni or just, the, you know, the overall vibe of something like a persona game i'm more inclined to go i'll give that a go actually um and even like revisiting older stuff as well which is cool yeah um, it's it's definitely a very interesting subgenre, that's for sure mm, yeah a very like there's a lot within the subgenre as well you could you could explore that will cater to your tastes um in like slightly niche markets but um i'll tell you what this game is not very niche because if you uh the, i was looking at the um the Australian PlayStation Store charts, and apparently it was the number one game on the uh, the PSN last week. So it's that it's that Ghibli style, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was that, and then A Way Out was number two, which I thought really cool. That seeing both those games like in the top two positions for that week. Um, yeah, so really, really cool stuff. Is there anything else we, you want to? We haven't covered about about. Uh, there's a very big part of the game we haven't covered yet, Joel. Yeah, actually, that's very true. I just realised that. The absolute main driving force keeping me in this game. And to, to properly talk about it, I want to bring up another game, which, uh, for a similar reason. So, the game is called Revenant Kingdom, and as we discussed, the story is about the protagonist, Ev- Evan, wants to make his own kingdom and have world peace and blah, blah, blah. Which means after you get being to... Usurped, after being usurped by yeah, a fucking... okay. Like, in mouse king. Yeah. In what could be described as, like, uh, Fisher Price's Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It, it was. Yeah, very candy coated Game of Thrones. Yeah, I like that. Like, oh, I poisoned my dad over a long period of time. That's, that's pretty fucking dark. Br- that's, that's, that's dark. Pretty, that's pretty full on and like calculated. Like, that's insane. I love that. It was so good. Uh, but yeah, so you get to build a kingdom, Joel. You get to you get to go and find a. Pl- you don't get to pick a plot of land, but there's a plot of land you go and you start building a kingdom building like buildings that get lumber or farm or have like weapon shops and armor shops and immediately i thought of the bravely default games one and two which has a similar mechanic where you would basically build a town and using the game's street pass like functionality you would get people who you street pass would come to your town and become like builders and villages and you would just like start building buildings and we have like a, an in-game clock of say like this will take eight hours to build and this will take ten hours to build. I mm. I didn't finish either of those games sadly. I got towards <laughs> the end, 
But I tell you what, Joel, I did finish both of those towns. Yep. I'm a, I'm a sucker for that shit. Uh... It's it, it's I, I like it in um in this a, a lot of people have been referring like like comparing it to uh, is it Suikoden I can't remember I can't pronounce it properly oh Suikoden like the Suikoden one thank you yes it actually apparently similar to that as well I'm not sure I'm not familiar with it but I've heard a lot of people mention that in terms of again well you, you've watched the the completionist review he sort of also mentions how. Level five as a studio before they were properly level five worked on Dark Cloud, I think it was, which also yes. had a similar like a town building mechanic as well. So yes. yeah, yeah, it's definitely in their blood, and it sort of has its hooks in me, Joel. More than anything else in this game, I want to make myself a sweet kingdom and fill it with people and build a big castle, and I just want to do that. It's really cool because like a lot of the side quests in the game are. Kind of just like go here, fight this. Your typical like side quest fair, which is you know it's fair enough. It's a JRPG. That's kind of what they're there for. Um, but having that extra element of like a lot of them will get you a new townsperson that will move to your village that you can put to work and and like help build your kingdom. I, that that extra little carrot is so great. It, it is. makes me want to every time I get it, I like I open up a map and I see like three new, like, blue exclamation points. I'm like, well, I'm going to go hunt them down before I do anything else. Like, like com- being completely honest with you, Joel, I reached a a new town and, like, I was like, cool, I'll go do this cutscene. Cool, I've done the cutscene. All right, let's fast, tra- let's fast travel around the other towns. Cool, new quest. Pick them all up, sweep them all up, put them in my logbook. Let's get some more town people. Like, that's yep. how I've been playing the game. I'm like, I want more. More people, please. Yeah, that's what I've been doing as well. It, it's like when I realized that, that that's what was happening, I was like, oh, I wonder if there's anyone else back in the other towns. And I went exactly. like, back to all of them. Yeah, just like trying to mop up all these like side quests. Um, but man, yeah, I'm having an absolute ball with it. And I'm, I'm sad I haven't had a chance to play more of it. Um, but I, I definitely will. It's definitely going to eat my time, I think, and to, at least until God of War for sure. Um, if not beforehand, I would say. Good times. It's good. Like uh, I, I do, I do wish it was doing more for me on the story level. But at least the gameplay has me invested, and really, that's what matters for a video game. I can, I can watch a good Studio Ghibli Ghibli story anytime I want. There's heaps of yeah, movies, absolutely. But uh, the yes, game side of it is, is keeping me keeping me invested. Yeah, it does. It does the game side of things well. Yeah, it's yes. uh, yeah, good times. Um. But apart from that, all I've been playing is um, I play more Flint Hook. Uh, I've been playing that again, it's which I've been really enjoying. Uh, I finally beat the first boss, um, which was which was fun. I sort of finally hit a good good run and got through that. So I'm onto the second one now that I'm trying to take down. Um, it's still really fun. Still really good. I've gotten better at it as well at the controls. I remember showing you after we recorded the episode where I brought it up. Uh, cause you were, that was when you were down here and, um, you and, and Brob weren't super like sold on the controls and at the time I was still learning them. Uh, now, uh, now it's like second nature now and I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a lot more fluid with it, which is good. Um, yeah, look, some games take longer to get used to than others, especially if they've got weird control schemes. That's just, it's yeah, just a side yeah. effect, but if you can learn them and get good at them and it's, it feels rewarding, that's for sure. Yeah, especially when it's expecting you to do different things at once. Where, yeah, it's I, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's yeah, it's a joy. It's it's just so much fun to play, and 
it's good to just sit down. Like, that's what I've been playing when I like I get home from work and I'm like, I'm going to go to bed soon, but like I'm just going to chuck something on the TV. I'm just going to sit here and play like and this for a couple of hours and then head off to bed, um, which has been good. Uh, and yeah, apart from that, we've we've both played a lot more CFDs as well, but we're going to bring that up a little bit later on in regards to a question we received. Um, and we might dive a little bit more into it then. But uh, you've played something else, Kyron. I have, Joel, because as a side effect of getting on the uh, Games Pass for Sea of Thieves, I've had access to a pretty decent library of Xbox games that it's pretty good. I've sort of been perusing and going, mm, what do I What do I want to play? I mentioned that I tried Recall last week, and that was a absolute shit show, and I have deleted it <laughs> since. But uh, I have also now I picked up Massive Chalice. Okay. Massive Chalice being a turn-based tactical RPG sim- in a similar mm-hmm. vein to uh, XCOM would be the best way to describe it. Made okay. by, uh, developed by Double Fine. Yep. But Pretty the twist on this one is... Yeah. <laughs> the twist on this one here is it plays out over... But everything is pretty, I don't want to say realistically scheduled because it, that may not be the case. But for example, it's set over a timeline. So you have your heroes at the start and you're like, cool, I have heroes. I'll do submissions. And you'll start building, like say you build a keep. It'll take eight years to do that. Okay. So essentially you put your timeline on play and it goes eight years pass. And then if you're lucky, you'll get to the keep. Otherwise maybe a combat encounter will pop up. You got to deploy your heroes and all that. Uh, But that's the big hook of this game that, Time matters, and I've already gotten to the stage where a lot of my original heroes have hit, like, 70 and 80 years old and started to drop dead. So I've had to, like, bring their children up and sit them on the throne and arrange them a new marriage to make new kids, to make new soldiers for my army, to actually keep fueling the uh, the combat. And it sort of feels... I would love to see this... It's It would be so boring and uninspired to do it, but this game would be so good with, like, a Game of Thrones skin, man. Like, yeah. oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well- I was just feeling like it sounds like, you know, what Fire Emblem kind of wants to do. I would love, because Fire Emblem already sort of ha- has like touched yeah. on the marriage aspects and all that, but I would love it to to try this angle where it's like, hey, look, beating this game will take like over 100 years and you're going to not have all your heroes at the end. It would be a bit trickier since this game can get away with it because, again, the, the, the character models aren't super detailed, so it can just sort of pop out a new one and go okay this is this is brad and he is an alchemist and blah 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 but it yep. would be trickier for fire emblem to somehow do that but i would like to see it go more in this direction where because man picking it picking a like a ruler and then arranging a marriage and going uh so make a good soldier like it's just really the next level of that fire emblem stuff that i loved in awakening so much that's cool. so and that like the the combat itself is not very interesting it is that's probably one of the downsides of it. It is XCOM-y, so you're sort of moving in a grid, you know, uh, enemy takes their turn, you take your turn, you've got range, you've got melee, but nothing sort of stands out there. The areas are sort of bland, the character models aren't super detailed, but there's just enough there in, like, managing my my arranged marriages and my research taking, like, 10 years and going, okay, do I want to research this or it'll take 10 years, or do I research this thing that'll be quicker and will take maybe five years to maybe sort of maximize what I can get out of it. It's 
right. it's not blowing me away, but it's it's interesting, and I I, I kind of wish I'd played it before now. But having yeah. played it on Games Pass, I think when it's on a Steam sale next, I might pick it up for sure. Cool. I it it's um I remember when it came out, there was a lot of uh like commotion around it as well. A lot of people were were saying it's pretty damn good. Um, but yeah, I. Interesting to say, I might have a look at some gameplay videos and see what it's like. Yeah, like, yeah, if you can it. imagine XCOM, that sort of is what it's like. It's just, okay. it has the right. it has the added layer of, again, like, XCOM has, like, the time mechanic as well, but it's not stretched yeah. over, like, years. Like, maybe in, in XCOM, you'll do some research that takes 39 days, yeah. and you sort of go, cool, blah, blah, 39 days, blah, blah. But like, I kind of like the years and having to, like, yeah. marry, like, marry off my soldiers to get new soldiers for the next wave of like attacks that I have to fend off and all that. And it's just, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's cool. Like, I mean, XCOM is always has that sort of like immediate, like urgency to it. Whereas this, it seems a lot more grand. Yeah. In, in scale. That's cool. I am. Um, I, I think I'm going to download state of decay on games pass and give it a go. I mean, I'd play it before, but good. I'm going to give it a go. Games pass is really cool. I'm going to try to make the most out of it. I think I've got it for like a month and a half still, and then I'll say goodbye to it. But uh, I'm going to make the most of it while I've got it. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to download it. I might even get onto um, uh, Rise Rise of the Tomb Raider, not Shadow. Shadow is a new one that's coming out. Um, That's another one I'll be interested in giving a go as well. But yeah, that's, that's about it. Uh, have you played anything else this week, Karen? Honestly, not really. Not really at all. No. It's been no. those those three be my main things because obviously work is a major factor. Oof, and just when I've got it. an when I've got an RPG on my plate, I try to focus on it as much as I can because those things just eat up time. Mm. That's what I've been trying to do as well. But I keep seeing fucking Far Cry Five, and it's it's getting decent reviews. And I'm like, all right, that's enough for me to want to play it. Yeah. Um, From all I've heard about Far Cry Five, I think I'm. Good. I can safely say I'm good. All right, fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I might not get it straight. I might, might not. I'm not as urgent to get it now. Um, let's put it that way. But there's some interesting flavor text on some of the items that have been popping up on the internet, which is cool. Um, but yeah, apart from that, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty boring this week. Sometimes adult life gets the best of us, Joel. And again, like yeah. I said, RPGs. They're not really a game you play for a week and finish. It's like, no, this is like no. stage one of this game. I will continue and it, this. And this is a this is a from what I can tell, a shorter one as well. Like a, a much like not smaller scale, but like a smaller time sink, I guess. Than, yeah, um, again, I think it's going to come down to how much you want out of it. Like, it seems like pursuing the true. kingdom building side of it will eat up a lot of time. Yeah, no, the, I I can already see it like hitting a point where I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to go. Gonna have to go do some shit now. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm getting to the stage where some of my research I'm doing takes like an hour. I'm like, all right, okay, yeah, buckle right. in. <laughs> yep. <sighs> cool, cool beans. Okay, I think it's uh, that time of the episode where we roll into some uh, news topics, and uh, much like last week, it's been pretty quiet. Um, Here's the weekend, man. You know. Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well. I mean, like it's it's everyone's sort of starting to either release their games, or we're rolling into everyone's going into like lockdown for e three times. 
Yeah, so. we are rapidly approaching the behemoth that is E3. Mildly imminent. That's, that's Basically, like the major players have sort of locked in their conference details and sort of like mm-hmm. their, their vague pre-E3 plan since E3 just keeps starting earlier and earlier. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to be first and yep. it's like, all right, cool. It'll be like a four-week thing before we know it. Um, God. Eventually, we'll get to a point where E3 is a year ahead of itself. It's like a month festival. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I'm, I'm, uh, not, I'm not ready for that. Can you imagine that? No. God. I don't think my I don't think my, my hype and brain and my poor little soul could take it. No way. To be honest. No way. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, but we've got a couple of little things here. There's some fun stuff that's come out this week. Um, starting with... Uh, Blizzard releasing another little teaser a couple of days ago, um, saying something about uh, mentioning the uprising uh, incident or whatever it's called. Uh, the uprising, I don't know exactly how to describe it, but the uprising event from Overwatch. Um, yeah, it's coming back, and w- with a date uh, with a date of April tenth. But there was also a part that was a a new thing that said it will be declassified on April 10th as well. Um, so if you weren't familiar with Uprising, if you're relatively new to the Overwatch game, last year there was an event called Uprising. It was sort of like story-based, like, PvE. Um, uh, I wouldn't even... I don't know how much I'd go into a story-based stuff, but it was definitely the game's... like Because it was PvE in the Junkenstein event, but that sucked compared to this. Like, this was yeah, essentially... This was re- a couple of objectives on uh, King's, King's Row, Row. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was it was, it was really a lot of, a lot of fun. You could also play as any character. You could play as like the set four characters they had in mind for this particular setting, because um, it basically takes place around. Because there was a comic leading up to it as well. There was a whole bunch of different stuff that was sort of tied into it that gave you a bit more backstory on what was actually going on in the world at that time. And it's basically around the time that. Um, Lena Oxton joins uh, Overwatch as Tracer. And, um, yeah, after she gets the the Chrono Accelerator that Winston built for her. And, um, yeah, so it's sort of based around that era. Uh, And it's... Shit's not going well. The Omnics are sort of starting to take over the world and sort of, you know, rise up. Hence the title. Uh, And, yeah, it's up to Overwatch to get in there and get their hands dirty and, and sort of clean up. Which um you know involved I think was it it was Torbjorn Mercy Reinhardt and Tracer seventy six ah uh, Tracer it was Tracer yeah sorry because that was felt sort of like the big deal about it because it was I think it's her first mission and they're like oh re- really Tracer Tracer <laughs> yeah yeah um there's a great line in the comic there's a, a good thing in the comic where um like uh. Torbjorn has like a bit of a backhanded compliment towards her. It's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, you can go ahead and look at that. So I'm sure we can look forward to a whole bunch more stuff around that. But what do you think this potential new thing is going to be, Karen? So that's that's sort of a million dollar question. I assume it's going to be mm-hmm. another PVE thing. I reckon. Yeah. I, I don't know if it'll be as big as the the default uprising mode. Which is honestly, it was more substantial than I expected. It could be because yeah. I had I had low hopes after Junkenstein was just wave defense, so I was like, oh, this will probably be that too. But the fact that you you know 
capture a payload, move a payload, all that sort of stuff is sort of the game Overwatch is what the PvE is, which honestly is a really good way to ease people into the game. God damn it. Yeah, it really <laughs> like, is. It, just it is. was a really good sort of like trial run for how a, a, a normal payload match should work. Yeah. yeah, um, And also teaches people about the payload, which is really important for people to know, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, and working as a team as well. Yes, definitely that as well. Although it did show you how broken, like it was fun to break that particular mode when you could pick any characters. Like, that was just fun. Oh, yeah. Just fun to have a Bastion yeah. there just mowing everyone down. A Bastion and a Risa. Like, yeah. just, just fucking clean up, yeah. Uh, um, but I do assume we'll probably get, like, another one of the maps. It's sort of a toss-up as to which one it will be. So, the the thing that I've been seeing kick around in some of the comment sections and things on some of these posts uh, since it got, uh, you know, popped up online has been there's a a part of the original like oh it's coming back but they've since released like a full trailer there's a part in the original one that um basically in the background you can see the black watch logo uh and also there's i think a lot of pe- people have uh freeze framed on uh apparently the the number of the case that's going to be declassified is number 276 i think off the top of my head and i believe uprisings was 349 or something it was around the 300s so people are uh sort of speculating that it's going to be before set before uprising which would sort of make sense for a black watch um story essentially or a black watch setting uh black watch obviously being the sort of uh they were like the the like the the They're underground over- agents, I guess, of yeah, Overwatch, or like the, the, the covert Overwatch sort of side. Yeah. Uh, so, and it, it made up of people like uh, uh, Reaper or Reyes at the time, uh, and Moira and uh, Genji and McCree, I believe. Yeah. Mm. The which I so I don't know enough about the Overwatch lore to really dive on this but yeah i don't know how the timeline really works if it's before uprising like had moira already changed reyes into reaper or what like, i don't i don't know mm, yeah well i i assume that if if it is going to be beforehand and we do get reaper in there it'll be like reyes reaper it won't be you know yeah but he still have his like reposition his wraith skills which he didn't he's really have his until... skills yeah true i don't know i don't know I'm interested to see what it's yeah. going to be, though. Mm, yeah, for sure. Um, and if you, see, I think some people are freeze framed as well. And in like this sort of like staticky text of the code name, it kind of looks like you can make out the words Black Watch. Um, I had a look at it. Like again, I was doing some diving when this got announced. Just you know, because that's what I do. I get excited about this kind of shit. Um, and yeah, it kind of looks like Black Watch. So I, I mean, it all sort of makes sense. It would it definitely make sense to see sort of maybe because those four characters are kind of you know in the long run like villains towards Overwatch, um, like anti heroes yeah. at the very because at the point we're at like Moira is with Talon I'm pretty sure and I'm pretty sure Reaper is as well. Yeah, yeah. Again, sure, I don't, I, don't I know not enough about Overwatch law, Overwatch's law to get into this discussion. 
and well, we we can also like maybe assume from like the uh, the Hanzo Genji short that Genji sort of strayed off a, a different path when he became full cyborg. See, I don't um, know because he also has that backstory with Zenyatta as well. So true, yeah. It's, it's again. Uh, I need to like sit down with a wiki and read all the backgrounds and all that to know for sure where everyone stands. If anyone out there knows like of like a YouTuber that does like a lot of this stuff and like really well, sure. I'd love to watch some of this stuff. Cause can we just take a moment here and appreciate the fact that this is a fucking online competitive online shooter that has this much depth and level of lore. And do you know, do you... I fucking love it. I'm pretty, it's not like, it's very cool. It's not the first time it's happened. I remember that, uh, no, Oh, League of Legends had a huge amount of lore behind it before they hit the reset button. For sure, yeah, that's that was crazy when they did that. Um, but um, but uh, yeah, I, I I I there's something about this that I I love, and I think it's just because I ha- I do care about these characters. Um, because I do like, I mean, I I wear daily when I'm not at work. I wear my fucking diva Overwatch hat or my Overwatch logo hat, or you know, I I have my well. Uh, don't have it anymore because it broke. But I have my Zenyatta pin on my backpack. Like that's, I, I have something. My keys have the Overwatch logo on them. I have like an Overwatch logo keyring. Like I have a part of Overwatch with me at all times. And even though I don't play it as much anymore, I still think about Overwatch. You know, four or five times a week, just you know, in passing. And we're coming up on the two year anniversary of it, and that's insane. I never would have thought that. Um, I can't. At least, at least for me, I can feel it sort of fading from my my rotation of games. But that'll never take away how good it is. Like, it's a good, yeah. it's a good game. Even if I even if I get to a point which could happen where I don't really play it anymore, like it's still done a kick ass job, really. And I from Blizzard, I would never actually. It's not fair to say I would never have expected it because Blizzard make hits, but I don't think I expected it to do this well for them. Yeah. And, like, you better believe, even if it hits that day when you don't play it anymore or don't feel the need to play it anymore, you better believe if they dropped a new short, you'd be there day one watching it and going, fucking, all right, what's happening with this character? I want to find out. Because, like, I I still, I actually am super invested in, in everything outside. Still um, waiting for that first character stuff. death. Still waiting for it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Because be mercy, cer- they've already killed her. So <laughs> at a certain point, the roster is just getting it's going to start getting too big, too bloated, and yep. I mean, like Blizzard themselves are really keen on the on the whole balancing thing, and I think eventually someone's going to have to go. When that happens, I don't know, but and, I think and, it'll happen ha- eventually. Like, we've mentioned this before in previous episodes, but having like a world event, like an in-world event like that, that is like you know backed up in like actual gameplay and consequences for the player not just the characters they play as would be so cool i it'd be awful in a way but like it'd be so cool to see that like permanent like yep that character's gone now like that they're they're done and like oh man there'd be like candlelight vigils held for like characters and things it depends who it is like true, yeah. I'll I'll throw the biggest party in the world if it's May. Like holy shit, if, if May <laughs> gets kicked out of his roster, like I I will I'll be the happiest man alive. But I I don't think she's going. I don't think she's going to be one on the chopping block. I think no, I think honestly, Mercy's the one on the chopping block. 
it's as as sucky as it is. I think she's the one on the chopping block, but who knows? We'll find out in a couple of weeks. Well, we, we won't find out about Mercy. We'll find out about the uprising event. <laughs> well, yeah, about sorry, yeah, that was me trying to segue. I'm I'm real tired. <laughs> my brain was like two steps ahead of my mouth. Um, but yeah, we'll find out much more about Uprising and potentially whether we learn a little bit more about uh, about Blackwatch and and their goings ons uh, or someone else completely different. Uh, in a couple of weeks' time, on April 10th, you can keep an eye out for that. I'm sure we'll cover it here once it happens. Uh, most likely. <clears throat> what do we got next? Yeah, actually, this is a pretty big story. This one's out like, of a woodwork, Joel. Mm, yeah, so this is there, there's not a lot to the story itself, but the the circumstances surrounding it are pretty interesting. Uh, earlier this week... Uh, the No Man's Sky Twitter account um, sort of took to Twitter and said, hey, we're going to announce something. We weren't super ready to announce it just yet, but it's about to be leaked, so we're going to try and squash that and do it ourselves, which that alone is very admirable of them um, to sort of Yeah, sort of taking it, and- taking it into their own hands. Like, again, I can understand, especially for for a game with the history of No Man's Sky, you sort yeah. of want to be the ones making that announcement. You don't want someone to leak it. Yeah, for sure. It's, um, yeah, man. Uh, so they tweeted out something about, uh, yeah, uh, No Man's Sky next. So that's kind of all we know. It's their biggest update thus far. Apparently, and it's going to be it, available. Yep. It's also worth noting that No Man's Sky will officially be making the jump to Xbox One as well. Yes. Yes. So with this, I think it's going to coincide with this update, I believe. Yeah. Um, Should be around the same time. Because I haven't set a date for either. They're saying the big mm-hmm. update will arrive in summer, which I guess for Australia will be winter. So, yep. I mean, hey, who knows? Maybe maybe we'll get a shadow drop around E3 time. Who knows? But uh, Maybe. What, one thing is for it. sure, No Man's Sky is coming to Xbox One with the help of 505 Games, which is, I think, it, like, when when it was announced at PS4 and PC, I think we all sort of knew it was going to happen eventually, but mm. I wouldn't be surprised if that got thrown on the back burner after the game got the reception it did, and they were like, oh, oh yeah, maybe we add more to this first. And they, honestly, yeah. I jumped back in when they put out the Atlas Rises update with the base building and all that, and it was it felt like a much more complete game. So I'm actually really excited to see what next does because it is also going to be a free update for those who own it, which means when it drops, I will definitely pick it up and check it out because I I was harsh on this game when it came out, but I do believe that despite all of that, they want to make this game better still and put on them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. This is... The fact that they have 100% stuck to their guns and gone, we believe in this. We still believe in this. After all of this, we still believe. We're not going to give up on it just yet. And it's that's that alone is worth, you know, checking it out again. And I know a lot of people out there will just be like, no, fuck it. It's too shit. I don't want to go back to it. But And that's fair enough. Totally fine. If you believe that, that's totally fine. Totally up to you. Yeah, you but, are absolutely allowed to ignore the, the release of this game. 
mm-hmm. this next update, which I don't know how I feel about that as the title of the update, but <laughs> well, look, I mean, I, I guess it's it's what's next, like you know, yeah. that I get it, it, it sort of. For, for, we, we don't know anything else about it apparently apart from uh, sure. like I said it's the biggest update and that's it yeah Sean Murray literally like he's quoted as saying it's an important next step on a longer journey for us and the community so I mean hang on so let's let's go ahead and say that we we know the main thing that people want for this game is actual yep. co-op or actual multiplayer yeah yeah and I'm wondering if that'll be included like uh, that would make sense. I was just thinking that that would make sense. Like, you know, that is the, that is the next step for them. Like you said, that's the one thing that the people who are still playing it kind of want the most. And it's, uh, and it's I, I, sort of a bit closer. Like it's, it doesn't have the live multiplayer, but you can be more aware of people's presence. And it's so close. I read, I, yep. Part of me believes that's probably what's gonna it's gonna make it the next big step because they, especially because they mentioned community as well. Yeah, and and the fact that like they've got the base building there, so you can yeah. build, set up camp now with your friend and then fly off to space and do and do that in those bases as well. Like you can house like a quick jump gate, so maybe you want to go somewhere but have quick access back to your base. You can do that from like space stations and stuff, and yeah, for sure. Again, you can build the lockers to store larger quantities of resources, and you've got obviously all of the other stuff that No Man's Sky had, like naming planets, discoveries, and base point, like the little checkpoint things and all that. And really, just adding co-op to that, and maybe and like you, oh, they added like the big like frigates as well, the huge spaceships. Yeah, yep. They're they're Having, unrealistically I, expensive, but they're there. Hey, well, look, I mean. Yeah, this would all make a lot of sense. I think would be multiplayer bit like like proper co-op multiplayer would be the next step. And I think looking back and seeing that Sea of Thieves is like you know not without fault uh, or without um, controversy, but the fact of the matter is that it does have that co-op out the gate, and you can have those adventures with your friends. And that's where the fun of the game is at this stage with Sea of Thieves. Co-op so is saving would, Sea of Thieves. Absolutely, yeah. And you would think that um, they'd have to be looking at that and going, "All right, cool. Maybe we need to we need to get on this now and make I this just, a priority." I find it funny that like that No Man's Sky has popped back in the news like around this time because after the early impressions of Sea of Thieves started rolling out, the name No Man's Sky started to to appear again people are talking about uh-huh. it going oh this this does feel familiar to no man's yeah. sky like a game comes out was i don't think i don't know if cfs was as hyped up as no man's sky maybe as a result of what I, happened with that game i think it was but the thing is i don't think there wasn't as much talk going on from rare about this game about sea of thieves there was, they were like, they put out those videos every year at E3 and they were like, this is what we're doing. And that's all they said, basically. Uh, mm. Whereas with No Man's Sky, like, sure, Murray would be like, yeah, we want to do this. We want to do that. We want to do this. And then people would like take that mm. and construe it in different ways. And it was sort of like a bit of a game of Chinese whispers where, you know, 
one person said one thing and then it got passed on to the next person. And by the time it got to the masses, it was like a completely different thing altogether. But yeah, but man, the, the lead up to No Man's Sky's release was a mess. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it, it's very likely that's maybe why Rare kept their head down with Sea of Thieves because yeah, uh, without, without being too harsh on Sea of Thieves, cause we'll touch on it later again in that question, but mm-hmm. it is sort of, three activities that you can do and Mm -hmm. i think i think rare probably approached releasing this game the right way games pass definitely helped it and i I do think that they've maybe learned from no man's sky because holy shit oh i still think about some of those interviews with sean murray and just how unclear he was with the basic mechanics of the game and like misleading about multiplayer and all that it's just insane really yeah yeah but uh, I guess we'll find out soon. You would think they would mention something about it at E3. Oh, um, I mean, if it's coming out wintertime, like maybe E3, it doesn't... I don't think it's good if, if it is like around there. I don't see it in a press conference anywhere. I don't think Xbox would really like be that keen on having it on stage there. They're like, well, no, we have, we have CFEs. If we're going to talk about any like living yeah. games, that's it. Uh, so it, it, think- could be, it could be before then. I think they they might do it just before, like the week or so before, oh, like to build on oh. that E3 hype. Oh god, they could do it at that stupid weird PC show. Assuming that's going to uh, be there this year, which I assume it will be because it's been there the last two years. That could hey, be what happens. Apparently it's kind. Of, apparently it's kind of fun. They announced some cool shit in that. Look, the la- last year's was better. It was definitely better than the first year, but like it was but still. The year before had mobile virtual reality, virtual which reality one? backpack. Yeah, as I say, the backpack, but someone's going to just like put on and wander into the unknown. Just like, yeah, headset Michael, Michael, Michael Huber from Easy yeah. Allies' reaction to that was the best. Um, I'm so excited. I still want him to just to strap it on him and just send him out into the wild and see how long he lives. There's a part, there's a, there's a couple of parts in uh, Ready Player One that are kind of like that, and I giggled to myself because all I could think of was Huber getting super excited about VR backpack. VR backpack, <laughs> it man. Just, it just cracked me up. Also, there was there was a cheeky bit of a HTC Vive promo uh, product placement in there as well. Uh, I didn't see it at one point. I saw. I was like, "That's a Vive headset, hundred percent." You can see the logo and stuff on the front. I'm like, ah, "I'm on to you." Um, but yeah, successful. I guess we'll headset. find out. Yeah, exactly. The the good one. Uh, shots fired. Ooh, we don't even have any uh, VR. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. This is a a price drop apparently for PlayStation VR. This just happened. It's still like four hundred dollars. It's slightly it's a, cheaper, Virgil. Slightly it's a cheaper. price drop. It's like hundred and fifty bucks cheaper. It's still pretty good, but yeah. Anyway, we'll find out in the coming weeks, months, who knows when. Uh, what's next for uh, oh, No Man's Sky? Good. I like it, Joel. Good one. Getting getting better at that. Getting better. That wasn't clever. That was that, it that wasn't. was handed to me. The, they the, gave the, 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 like Sean Murray gift wrapped that one for you. He's like, here you go. Yeah, just I have this for everyone. I, like, I want to. I want to. I do a count of how many articles I have like used that. As What's their next for No Man's Sky? What's next for No Man's Sky? Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. Right. There'd be so many. Fuck. I want to do that now. Um. Alrighty. Karen, do you want to take this next one? Because I think you're probably slightly more excited about this than I am. Not so I'm not excited, but I guess I am out of a tool, so I, I still am. It's worth noting that the franchise that this is surrounding, I've I've played maybe a grand total of 
an hour from this series. Okay. But, uh, yep. cool. In a very strange move, and probably one I didn't expect, uh, Square Enix officially confirmed Dragon Quest Eleven, which is called... Oh, Echoes... Echoes of an Elusive Age will be launching on PS4 and PC via Steam on September 4th, Joel. It'll be coming this year. I, I just felt like this would be an E3 thing, but Square was like, nah, nah. Yeah. Just randomly. It's coming a... September, guys. See you then. Of a big deal. Yeah, like, fully, like, localized. They're actually going in and putting extra work into updating the game for the West. The menus will look nicer. It's going to add, like, a first-person mode. All these extra little bells and whistles, which, to be fair, I have seen some people saying that sounds like finishing the game. Fine. Ooh. But I do think also, Ooh. like, how, how the game's interface and all that sort of looked when it came out in Japan was very traditional Dragon Quest, which makes okay. sense. Um, right. But the, that's a interesting part of the story. The part that is most interesting has been getting sort of a reaction from the internet is the announcement that the 3DS version will not be coming to the West. Right. Now, the 3DS version was pretty... I wouldn't say popular. I know I saw a lot of people, at least in my Twitter feed and sort of around Reset Era and Facebook and all that, were excited because it sort of was the game twice, if that makes sense. You could play it in in its sort of 3D perspective or you could play it in traditional, like, pixel style from like drag like the nes days of dragon quest it was essentially two games sort of running and i think people wanted that but it's not happening Mm. sadly and i have seen some people already getting unhappy about it whether or not nintendo steps in to do it themselves i don't know it could happen but what we do know for sure is that square isn't doing it and as of a switch version have to wait longer we haven't even seen it yet square is not talking about it openly yet it's like hey still coming so it's gonna be a while whether that means it's hard to port or maybe they haven't started porting it who knows but well you you would think that they would have started port like they would have started porting it once they saw like the, the switch came out and the success started to really hit home i surely yeah. they'd be like all right well clearly we're putting it on this system like I mean, because here's, um, here's the thing. Anyone who knows Dragon Quest knows that Japan goes Dragon Quest crazy. Yeah. And they also love portable consoles as well. They absolutely love portable consoles. I'm, I'll do a little... I'll try... I'm pretty sure that Dragon Quest Eleven sold better on 3DS than it did on PS4 in Japan. That would not surprise me. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Uh, and that's why, um, again, it sort of makes sense that the Switch version, when it comes out, is going to do very well. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's like a, it's it's like a national holiday in Japan when a Dragon Quest game comes out. It's like people take people have like de- like the day off work to go buy and like line up to buy Dragon Quest. It's like that's yeah, it's insane. Fucking like, nuts. The quest that's in Yakuza where you're getting the game for the kid is basically yeah a Dragon Quest like nod. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's it, that's a, a a direct reference to that. I'm really sad when we were in Japan, we were, we left like, I think a day or two before, uh, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon came out and I wanted to just be around <laughs> when it came out. I just wanted to walk down the street and go like past all like, the department stores and just see like what people were doing. Um, 
But yeah, uh, wasn't yeah, wasn't. I don't know if it was around there when it came out, but I know our friend Broad was over in Japan when it was out on shelves, and yeah, he's gonna buy you a copy. That's what he... and I would have like, I would have been like, cool. I've never played Dragon Quest before. Thanks, and I would have played it for like half an hour, sort of like I did Persona Five, except I had experience with that series at least. And then yeah, I'm like, exactly. excellent. I'll I'll get the English dub because I want to play a Dragon Quest game. I feel like I'm missing out. I see so many people talking about them. And I'm going to make yeah. it right with 11. I'm going to play this game. I Look, I think I might as well. Like, I think it's, you know, I'm a changed man when it comes to JRPGs. And I think this might be the one that'll... The, the Dragon Quest that'll get me in the door. It's definitely a more traditional turn-based one. I'm not sure if you've seen any but gameplay. So, totally prepare yourself for that. Um, yeah, no, I'm totally cool with that. Cool. I don't and, mind turn-based gameplay. Yeah. Yeah, I... I see, I'm... I'm sometimes on the fence with them because it really depends how well yeah. they flow from what I've seen. This one's okay, which is good. Yeah, and good. of course there's that wonderful Akira Toriyama art where everyone mm-hmm. looks like a Dragon Ball Z character. Of course. Yes. That's fine. Yep. I'm ready for it. I've ex- like ever since Chrono Trigger, I'm like, cool. Dragon Ball Z heroes everywhere. Why not? Yeah. Fucking let's, let's do it. Let's get into but, it. Dragon Ball's back, baby. Yeah, it's shit hot right now, and I guess that yeah. means Akira Toriyama's artist as well. But yeah, I I still can't get over how just casually Square's like, yep, September, see you then. Like, trailer, gameplay demo, it's like, oh, alright, cool. It's thought- it's not as nonchalant, but it, it also reminds me of, like, Rockstar, when they're like, yeah, sorry, Red Dead's delayed to October 26th, and everyone's like, wait, what? October tw- it has a date now? It didn't. It didn't have one. <laughs> You delayed get- it from a date that didn't exist to to having a date. So you just announced the date. It's not really a delay as such. I get it from Rockstar, though. Like, yeah, their game, exactly. like, their big games, it's like, people are going to buy them. I do wonder, like, maybe... No, I'm not, I'm not going to entertain the notion of, like, imagine later this year we get the two Square Enix games. We get Dragon Quest XI and Kingdom Hearts Three. And maybe that's why they're getting out now and going, hey, Dragon Quest XI, September. I doubt it. I don't believe yeah. it personally, but it just seems weird. Yeah. Yeah. Strange. It's exciting, Strange though. Challenge. Like, I saw a lot of people just getting really excited on the internet because they had been waiting. We we definitely knew it was going to happen. And they had been suspiciously quiet since it was sort of released last summer, which I guess was, was last winter for us, like, so it's been a while, yeah. and they've sort of not said much, and then suddenly, bam, here we go. English version, September. Put on your calendars. See you then. PS4 and Steam. We'll take your pre-orders now. Yeah, that's, yeah like yeah. pre-orders live on yeah. the store. I checked and was like, oh, wow, it's there. I can yeah, see it. You get, a PS4, you get a PS4 theme for it as well, apparently. Yeah, but it's also immediate payment, and I'm not ready to do that yet. Yeah, now that's that's the thing. I'm like, no, oh, can't do that. Can't do that, sorry. Uh, should we keep this speculation train rolling, Karen? Yes, because the next one's actually a really weird one. This is super weird. You said this to me, I, th- I believe, yesterday, and I was like, fuck am I looking at? And then you sort of told me a little bit about it. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So uh, it is the is a- Italian Nintendo account. Yeah, it looks like it. That's from, from what from what the stories can can say, really. It says, uh, yeah, the Italian Nintendo Switch account. So, 
that kind of raises a little bit of a red flag for me there immediately. But um, basically, they put up on, on like uh, on their Instagram story, I believe it was. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's an Instagram. Yeah, so it's a, a picture of uh, the monkey himself, Mr. Donkey Kong, and uh, standing on a banana with a palm tree in the background and a hashtag Donkey Kong, and something in Italian, which... Uh, do you have the translation there? Ooh, I have the the story open from Go Nintendo. Right, okay. It says... He, basically, the story says it tra- translates roughly to good things come in threes... There's no two without three, or never two without three. Roughly. Okay. So, look, there are, there are a couple of things it could be. Like we we've had, we've had like it could be just a, you know a re a re release of the original trilogy as a as like a, a one switch card or something like that, or it could be something to do with the virtual console, or it could be you know who knows it could be any of those ones, uh, but it could also potentially be. Uh, the third entry in the like in, in sort of retros, I guess, Donkey Kong universe, uh, which was uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns, and then Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, and then potentially a third one. Um, okay, what do you think, Kyron? What do you what 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 would you place your money on out of out of those options, or something completely different? I mean. If this if this ends up being legitimate and it's not just like a a blunder or like a, a stuff up on someone's behalf, mm. I trilogies happen, man. Trilogies work. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, hundred percent. And we're in the age of like connected universes and trilogies and and sagas and things like that. So, and like also, if you were gonna do like another Donkey Kong, that's like a quick win. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, I mean, like, the amount of people, like, critically, how much praise that uh, Tropical Freeze got, it just didn't sell that all that well because it was on a console that was already pretty much on the way out by oh, the yeah. time it came out. So, um, but I hope that they're trying to, like, planning to rectify that with um, with the re-release. Uh, do you think maybe it'll be, like, a collector's edition of that, Re-release it'll have Donkey Kong Country Returns and oh, maybe I don't I... know the original or it'll come with the original trilogy as like a and that's like I don't know it's it... I feel like see the the stuff of the original DKC trilogy I think a lot of that's going to hinge on whatever becomes of a virtual console whatever its fate oh, is has to will tie into that um, it has to I mean the, the, those games are like masterpieces really. Yeah, this this is one of those things where I, I saw the thread. I had to like I read it, I looked at it, I like went and looked at the Instagram account because it's it's tough because I obviously they would have pulled it down immediately because shit. Yes. What I, yeah. Um, but like yeah, the account is on Instagram. It's got its little blue tick of approval, and there was also talk about uh, was it in, uh blah, 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 blah. another Nintendo Italy like there was a leak. Uh, I'm trying to say I'm looking up on the on the fly here. Yeah. So I well, Nintendo Italy put out that the online service would be delayed until fall 2018, which ended up happening. Yeah. I was just so, about to say that. So yeah, yeah. So mm, hmm. I have mileage. I guess the other question is like, 
assuming like do you think retro is working on it they've been quiet for so long now but do you think that this is exactly what the only thing they've been working on or are they working on I mean, something else i don't think so. retro is big enough to make two games at this point and it's they yeah. always it feels like they're always hiring based on like that nintendo jobs account i see the retro account tweeting out job opportunities so ideally they could make this and another game alternatively like there are also smaller studios that I'm sure Nintendo could utilize to make this as well. Like, I don't know if, for example, if I think it's Next Level Games are doing anything right now because they made Metroid Prime Federation Force. And I don't think they've done anything since then. Uh, I don't know, they might be doing this okay. Luigi's Mansion remake that's happening. I don't know. I don't know if I believe Retro is doing it, but they could be helping another studio, just like lending their Donkey Kong mastery to help someone else out. Yeah, giving them the framework that they've built with the the two games they've made so far, and then say go nuts with that. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I do interesting. Be- I do sort of think another Donkey Kong is coming. Like, oh, for sure. Tropical Freeze being re released for Switch obviously makes sense because that game was apparently a treasure. But as you said on the Wii U, it could only do so much. Uh, and like the way Nintendo seems to be, so like year one we had. Mario and Zelda. Year two looks like it'll probably be Smash and maybe Fire Emblem. Yep. You've got probably Metroid and something next year. Like they're sort of, I think they're being much better at going through the Metroid, Metroid and Donkey Kong. Maybe next maybe, year. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's what it is, and it'd be a good combo because especially if Rare is work. I mean, um, Retro is working on it. Like that. That's their. That's their bread and butter is metroid and and donkey kong really both franchises they they sort of brought back to life as well like metroid from from super metroid basically up until metroid prime like skipped the 64 entirely donkey kong ever since rare it made dk64 that had nothing until like donkey kong country returns on the wii came out there was like donkey konger and like weird island swing ones but no like traditional donkey yeah. kong games and then retro was like but what if bam because these guys just they got it they got metroid and they got dk so my my honestly my dream situation is they're making something of their own at long last but if a part of them is helping out with a dk game i would be okay with it absolutely i totally agree um i want i want a donkey kong conga mobile game it's a matter Not, of time at I, this point. I don't want that to be what this is, but like I, I just thought of that then. I'm like, yeah, give me that shit. Get all of the, the Donkey Kong Country soundtracks. Heck let yeah. Let me play them. Fucking, let, yeah, I'm, oh man. I want that, that now. That I would be okay with. I mean, I'd probably make it a free to launch game and sell you the song separately, but. Oh, fuck it, I don't care. That, that, that's essentially paying for music. It's true. Like, if I can buy a sticker brush symphony, I'm happy. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, you know, you just go, all right, cool. It's like a dollar twenty a song. Or, like, you could buy, like, a pack, like, the fucking Rock Band used to do. You could buy a pack of three for, like, five bucks. I mean, it's and worth remembering that, like, Nintendo's got their mobile hands tied right now. Damn it. I want that now. They're making Mario Kart, and there was also the first whisperings of a Zelda. So, if there's a DK coming, it's probably a ways off. But this, yeah, do that, do that. <laughs> but yeah, 
Maybe uh, I will, because I haven't got like a rhythm mobile game yet. It makes sense. And rhythm games on mobile make sense. Because it's just tapping. You just tap the screen. You don't need there to have a... like finicky controls or anything. You just tap the screen. <laughs> There's a rhythm mini game at the moment in Fire Emblem Heroes, which is a bit weird. So like, Ooh. it's not beyond them. Okay. But uh, do you think we'll hear something about this at the, uh, about whatever this is, if it's true or not, at the Nintendo Direct around E3 time? Man, at this point, I don't even know. There's so much they can talk about there. We already know we're getting Smash, right? That's locked yeah, in. That's that's a lock. Yeah. Like, I would, I would almost put myself at like ninety percent certain we're going to get a Metroid Prime Four update since it's been a full year. I think we'll uh, get a proper trailer. We'll get a proper yeah, trailer definitely for that. a trailer. Yep. And there's the question mark of Nintendo saying last year in February in their Fire Emblem Direct that Fire Emblem will come to Switch in 2018, and we've heard nothing yet. Could it be delayed? I don't know. <laughs> like this, direct... I think we'll get a bit. I think we'll get a bit of a blowout on that, and then like there's whatever else, whatever else, whatever else, like more third party stuff probably. Who knows? If rare, if retro is working on fucking. They've ha- something so, new. Like. Retro's had so much time. Like, I feel like if it's not this year, I'm scared. I'm scared if it's not this year. Hmm. Yeah. I'm. You know what, Joel? We need to stop talking about that Nintendo Direct. I'm getting too excited. Like, we need to stop talking about E3. We're way too. We're, we're not way also, too far, but, yeah. out, but we're far enough out that we, we can't really start speculating too much just yet. But it just hit April. We've still got a good two months before we can really kick in the gear there. Yes, but uh, this will be something to keep your eyes on the internet. Obviously, not today because today, while we're like oh, at the moment oh. while we're recording, this is April first. So, if you hear anything today, it's probably full of shit. So don't, probably. don't. Well, actually, you won't have to worry about that because by the time this comes out, it'll be over. So, <laughs> <laughs> so ignore that. Just ignore that that little bit there. I'm an idiot. So. We'll, we'll uh, no doubt if anything else happens, we will, we will report on that here on the show because it is something we both care enough about. I think Donkey Kong is, you know, especially the Donkey Kong Country games from the Super Nintendo era were games that were, you know, close to our hearts, I suppose, in, in some way, shape or form. Like I said, I know, me definitely. I think at this point, it's a matter of time, regardless of what even happens mm. with this story. Like it could have just been a mistake and maybe it's not even right or accurate or true or the translation is really wonky. We're getting another Donkey Kong Country Returns because it just makes sense. It just does. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're quality games. So. Yeah. And like, it's just, it was nice to have Donkey Kong Country go back to 2D. It just was. I didn't like 64 that much and all the spin-off stuff I never really played. And it wasn't until Returns that I really was like, oh, yeah, I love Donkey Kong Country. And then yeah. I got hooked again. So, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I play, I remember playing a little bit on my SNES Mini, and I was like, of uh, uh, Donkey Kong Country 1, and I was like, fuck, this is a good game. And this isn't even the best in the series. It's still so good, though. It's so oh, yeah. good, and it holds up. It holds up today. It is just a stunning game to look at. Um but yeah, cool. All right, well, that's all we've got for news stories this week. I reckon it's time we uh, jump into some 
listener questions. What do you think, Kyron? I reckon we should do that. Let's get into it. Let's do it. All right, so we've got a couple this week. Um, and now we have sort of been hyping it up, I guess, all episode. We do have a question about Sea of Thieves, and it is from our good friend, Mr. And Liam Gordes. not just our friend, Joel. He is oh. our occasional uh, shipmate. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's one of the, our crew members. We've been uh, we've been plundering the high seas with in Sea of Thieves. Um, and yeah, so Liam asks us, "What is the one thing you want to see from Sea of Thieves that is not already doing?" And oh. I mean, so the obvious thing is like more things to do, like more quest varieties. I guess. Yeah, that's again, it's. It's sometimes the simplest answer if it's just the right answer. And yeah. it's fun in co-op to, you know, go and dig up a treasure chest and go kill skeletons and go catch chickens or pigs. But Absolutely. there's not much of a reason to do it because, oh God, here's the thing I want. Here's the thing I want. I want progress, Joel. Yeah. I want some sort of meaningful progress. Yeah. You can you can buy new guns and new spy glasses and like mugs and that sort of stuff. But it's just skins. like they're just reskin stuff. Nothing different. No yeah. better stats or anything like that. It's, co- it's all cosmetic. Yeah. Yeah. All cosmetic, which I sort of get, but also it, it sort of doesn't help the games loop where you're like, cool, I can do these three things, but why, why am I doing yeah. it? Cause the rewards aren't really that meaningful in the long run. And sure, you have fun with your friends and make great memories, which we've done, and I've loved it. Mm-hmm. It's been fantastic. Absolutely, yeah. We had we've had some really great times this week, but yeah, yeah. Like we ran into those guys that gave us treasure, and we were so suspicious. Yeah. We didn't trust them. We sort of looked at and the treasure we- and like backed up. It's like, whoa, whoa, what's happening? This is a trap. Are you tricking us? If we pick that up, are you going to kill us? That's- they weren't. They were just good dudes. Yeah, and, and they danced with us, and then they sailed off into the sunset and like waved and danced at us on their ship as they sailed we- off. And we saw them again later and danced and did it again. Mm-hmm. So like yep. the memories are there. It's just, I want, I would love a bit more of a reward for doing stuff. And it feels entitled to say that because I mean, I'm already having fun with the game, right? But yeah. that loop, it sort of needs more. Even if it's like, even if you add extra stuff, extra different activities, I still want more in a reward department. Cause I don't think there's enough there. Yeah, I think you're 100% right. I think having that sort of progression to add to the gameplay loop makes it slightly more forgivable for having not as much to do because you're still working towards something, so you don't mind grinding out stuff. I mean, there's a reason why grinding is a thing, especially in, like, JRPGs and stuff. It's because you do it because you want to get something that's going to make you better. Exactly. And at this point, the reward for the grind is you can get to, like, 50 for all the all the factions and you get access to like a new sort of hub area or something. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like I kind of need more. Even if it was like, and like yeah, we, say, we maybe... know that we know that they're working on, they've got to, they've yes. got to be working on updates to this game. That there, there has to be more to it. They, they haven't just like popped this out and gone, that's it. We're, we're just going to do stability updates and stuff. It's like, no way. Absolutely not. They, they're working on something, but you know, when, what it is, how much it's going to change the game, we don't know. Yeah, like I, I never like sounding like an entitled fan who's like, Rare should tell me what they're yeah. working on. 
But if I did have to say one thing I want, like progress is one thing, and maybe even just a little bit more ownership over our ships. Like there's a weird like plaque above the, the door for on the galleons at least. And it looks like you can put a name there, but I don't know if you can. Mm. I kind of wish yeah. you could do that. Yeah, being able to name like your ship and having it as your ship that you customize and it's like, yes, this is what we're... And even a way that like if you've got like a crew and like because some of those ship customization items are, are pretty expensive. If you had like a way that you could all chip oh, in like, for it. Yeah, like pull your coins. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. So it's like, all right, I've got this much. I've got this much. All right, cool. We've we've got enough to get a new skit, like a new a paint job for our ship. What are we going to decide on? Should we get this one or this one? And someone's like, oh, I want this one. I want that one. And, you know, that that all adds to that whole camaraderie and, and, and like just, ship crew element as well. And the ownership of the ship. Because, again, the big mm-hmm. problem I'm finding myself a lot, like experiencing a lot right now is... Why should I care if my ship gets sunk? Like, if I haven't got treasure on it, who cares? Like, it's just a ship. It doesn't matter. Yeah, true. Absolutely. It'll sink. I'll go to a mermaid and spawn a new one. If they um, added a little bit of ownership or even some sort of customization, I might mm-hmm. feel a bit more encouraged to care about my ship. Yeah, for sure. And to, like, what I, like keep it alive in those dire situations. And I'm sure this is all going to happen. I want to... Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, they have announced something. They did announce something briefly that they were talking about post-launch, uh, but it has since been scrapped, oh, which the was death the, tax. Uh, the, the death tax uh, actually being penalized for dying, which I get. You die pretty easily in this game, so I completely understand pulling that idea. Mm-hmm. I get, but I also get... I also get why they wanted to implement something like that. They wanted to have like death to have some sort of like they wanted like life and death to have like consequences essentially. See, and again, it's it's a little thing, but that would work except for the process of getting money is repeating the same loop, so that would just sort of punish your players. So I can yeah, I would see why you wouldn't want to push that forward too much. Like imagine spending all that time getting all those treasure chests and killing those skeletons and digging and t- like delivering chickens and you die and you use a chunk of it. You're like, Oh, well, I guess yep. I will go and do those things again or yeah. switch off and do something else. Like exactly. it's tough. Like maybe in the future when there's more things like have a, a small death tax, but I would be pretty unhappy if they had included that when the game is the way it is. Yeah. I think there, I think there so, are just man. better ways to make death meaningful than that. This isn't Dark Souls. Yeah. True. Very true. Um, yeah, dying isn't the point of the game. Uh, I, I must admit, the, the things that I've, I, I've been thinking about, I, I'm going to steal this sort of slightly from um, the Funhouse's Dude Soup podcast where they talked about it this week. Because uh, they talked in depth about, like, you know, what they'd like to see in the game and all sort of stuff. Um, and they're sort of similar to us. They're like, I, I know J- James Williams was like, there's not much to the game pretty bare bones having said that i am having a blast playing it like you know so and and that's how that's pretty much how we feel about the game uh but some of the things i was saying about like um having like ghost ships as like adversary like 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 public events essentially that would happen it's like a ghost ship spawn you've got to try and take it down and you get something for it or having like 
there's all these that one of the things that I thought was really cool that they said was like have, there's all these like little islands that you can go to that are, some of them are really late like designed quite well in terms of, there was that one we went to that had like it was like we we sailed into the middle of it basically and then there was like a giant oh, I had arch like over all the, the top like, and, ships and stuff yeah and there was like the cranes and things and like you yeah. couldn't interact with any of it but being able to maybe have like little mini missions on there where you like sail into this island and it's like you get there and there's like a, an NPC there going hey can you help me such and such has done this and you're like oh fuck alright cool let's do that or we can fuck them over and steal all their stuff or you know yeah. having those moments that sort of add to that like still building on the fact that you're you're creating your own narrative but guiding that slightly more with like it is like different like public events I think that's that's the future of it yeah, I also my ultimate dream is to just have a a ship bigger than the galleon. That's my dream. Let's get let's get real oh here. God, just a real big ship, and like maybe pair up a couple of crews. So you have like two crews of four on a big ship, and maybe you could opt into it at like a, an outpost or something. I don't know. Just let's get crazy here. Let's have like because the galleon's got its it's like cannons on the deck. Let's get a ship that's got cannons below the deck as well. Like I want. Let's get big. <laughs> go big or go home. You want to go big? How about we do naval combat battle royale? Oh, God. <laughs> Just an, a mode where you opt into like open sea and it's it's literally, yeah. it's no no land, just open sea combat. That'd be cool. That'd be oh. fun. Like, yeah, you sail to a certain area and it like takes you through and like a loading screen and you get into like a lobby where you jump in your ship and you go and set sail and fuck, that'd be good. That's essentially Skull and Crossbones, though. Yeah, but... Yeah. Man, I have no but, hope uh, for that game whatsoever. But, yeah, me neither. Especially if... if Man, if Rare jump on that and do that before that game comes out, Skull and Bones or whatever it is is fucking dead in the water. Pun intended. Like... Because if, if... if Yeah, I think the, the visual style and uh, and the ship elements, like the, the way that they control and stuff is just the right amount of complex um to make it thrilling and exciting um yeah i the thing if they could get the, if they could get something like that out the door i think that would be awesome uh for starters and also i think it would just put the the death knell on um i can't even remember what it's called skull and crossbones or whatever it is it's skull skull, it, it is skull and crossbones <laughs> but okay. it's it is a game we haven't heard from since the 3 really and i still don't know if i care about it really no, do you know why? Because I have fucking Sea of Thieves. <laughs> like, why would I care exactly. about that? Exactly. I can play Sea and of Thieves, like- which is way more colourful and fun and like light-hearted. At oh man, and you, you just know that Ubisoft is going to pack this with microtransactions. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. Um, but is there anything else that comes to mind that you you would like to see? We got like progression. Uh, like let me on my on my that. galleons like have the option to like lower a small small boat to like row to shore. Oh, yeah. Actually, I know it's probably probably more trouble than it's worth, but can we have anchors? Anchors, because there's no when anchors they're... when you anchor your ship. They, oh, like actual mm-hmm. physical like like visible the anchors. Actual... Oh, okay, even if it's just like a chain into the the depths of the ocean, just something. It just feels weird yeah. when you're like, cool, drop anchor. Hit. Huh. We're just sort of, just sort of floating here. All right. Just sort of floating here. Yep. Invisible anchor. 
Um, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. An actual anchor. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I can't think of anything else at the moment. I think, I think they've got their work cut out for him, but I believe, I believe they can pull it off. Oh yeah. Here, Cause here's the thing. I, even if this game is in a way, the new No Man's Sky where it has, it's got a long road ahead of it. I am just so excited to see Rare have the chance to make something like this instead of being stuck on like avatars or connect sports or whatever it is that mm, Microsoft yeah. was making him work on. Like they're getting to flex their creative muscle again. And that's, that is just exciting. And like we've said before, like when the, the things that the game does well, it does really well. Look, like there is nothing looks- out there that lets me jump on a galleon with my, my, my mates one on the wheel, one in the crow's nest, one checking the map, and one sort of like altering sail length and angle to sort of catch the wind. When that is all working in unison, there is nothing out there that matches that. Yeah. That is so good. And and Karen, that fucking water is gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And when you're diving down to a shipwreck to to investigate it, and you poke your head out and you see sharks, and you actually shoot yourself, like it's yep. all there. All that stuff it's, is there. It's beautiful to look at, and it's terrifying to be in. Like the water, <laughs> I love it. Um, I, we haven't encountered so a kraken yet, which sort of bums me out. Yeah, I've heard it's pretty. It's fairly like tedious, circumstantial, and tedious oh, as okay. well. But yeah, like, um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for that moment. I just where we see it for the first time, it's like oh, where, the goes, shit. where the water just goes dark. <laughs> yep, yep, and then oh, it's actually giving me chills thinking about it. Oh. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get to see it one day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, cool. Well, I, I hope that answers your your question, Liam. Um, that was fun I, to talk about that. I believe in rare. Like they're gonna they're gonna get there. so do I. So do I. I I think they have to. This is their last chance. Well, yeah. Really. I don't I don't I don't want to think about what will happen to rare if this this game ultimately doesn't live up to. The expectations. If it doesn't have the legs, then I worry for rare. Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. Fingers crossed. I hope so. <laughs> uh, but yes, thank you very much, Liam, for your question. It was a lot of fun. Get to dive into some uh, some fun. Spe- it's been a lot of speculation this episode. I like it. Yeah. Oh, hey, man. We're at that time of the year where sometimes that's, that's all we got. True. And our last question this week comes from. The wonderful Miss Lauren McLean. McLean? McLean. McLean. Ooh, Spelt like clean. Pronounced McLean. Ooh. Oh, shit. I'm in trouble. I'm sorry, um, I'm sorry Joel. You're off a podcast. Yeah, I know. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, off, I'm off a lot of things. Friendship <laughs> lists and, and, and podcasts. Ooh, I'll, miss you. I'll miss you, Joel. I will. Lauren McLean. Spelt like <laughs> McLean. Um, oh. Jesus. Anyway, uh, yes, Lauren is, of course, one of the uh, the uh, members of the OK Games crew. Uh, their podcast is wonderful. They stream on Twitch every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Uh, they do their normal podcast, and then afterwards they either do an episode of Filthy Casuals, uh, which is their sort of like talking about their general day-to-day lives, uh, or uh, Replay, where they sort of have like a, it's like a video games book club, essentially, where they talk about uh, a specific game each week. Um, and yeah, they're wonderful and we love them and Lauren's awesome. And yeah, she's asked us the question 
And that question is, what what's your favourite in-game game? Like the poker machines in Pokemon or that cart game in Stardew Valley? Uh, I actually can't remember the cart game in Stardew Valley. Neither can I, Joel. I'm glad I'm yeah. not the only one, though. Yeah. Uh, we might have to, I feel like I a casual now, though. I know. Uh, I played a lot of Stardew Valley. I know. I hit, like, I've actually gone back to it recently, in fact. I saw that. I was playing Flint Talk, and I was like, you know, you have one friend online. I'm like, oh, it's, oh, Karen. Oh, he's playing Stardew Valley. Cool. Awesome. I'm back. I'm back on my farm. Back on the farm. Nice. Feels good. Nice. Back in that farm life. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, look, should we just get this one off the table straight away? Because we've talked about it in multiple times. Uh, the yes. cabaret mini game in Yakuza 0. Holy shit. The cabaret mini game in Yakuza 0 is the best. It is, it is the, the best. best. I want a mobile version of that that I can play forever. I just wanna, because I would. I would play that as its own game. That yep, game absolutely. hooked me bad. And I... I couldn't stop. I couldn't. <laughs> it was so good. It is so I, good. Like I think oh, I started I had that own... mini game with um with with Majima. I didn't do it all in one go, but I basically started it. And I think a chapter later, I was like, "I'll check this out," and then just did all of that and got to yeah. the end of it. And obviously, it unlocks his extra skill, and you get heaps of money. And I was like, "Oh well, Majima's set for the rest of this game." Christ. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's like, oh my God, it was so much fun. And it had its own like weird storyline that went through it as well. Yeah. That kind of mirrors what's going on in the actual storyline. It's from what I can tell anyway, but like, it's super weird and I love it. I love it so much. Um, the mechanics were just deep enough, like reading exactly. the customers and knowing which girl to assign to them, giving them gifts or trying to get them to extend their stay and all that. Like, it was just enough there that I was hooked. It's like, we talk about we talked before about repetition with Nino Kuni too, and, and, like, how it's pretty basic, but complex enough, and it's pretty repetitive, but it's it does what it does well, so it's fun. This was another prime example of that. Like, uh, so it's, good. It's so good, so good. Um, can you think of anything else off the top of your head, Kyron? Tell you what, when I saw this question, I I went digging because I know that throughout all the video games I played, there have been games with amazing mini games, but there's been so many that some slipped my mind. The immediate one that when I was looking at lists that rem- I was reminded of was uh, the Tin Pin Slammer mini game from The World Ends With You, which oh. everyone will be able to experience when that game comes to Switch. Hopefully, it's still in there. Please don't make me a liar. It's just pogs. It was fun. Like you click and pogs. drag and flick. Like oh, yep. I fucking loved that. It. it was a fucking good. Oh my god, so good. It was fun. It was simple fun. But I, again, much like many of these mini games we're going to talk about, I just got hooked on. Yep, absolutely. Um, I'm just trying to remember the ones that I. Oh, so one from a game that we played recently that I uh, that I really enjoyed is uh. Demon Tower from Night in the Woods. It's a very the, good uh, pick. The top-down uh, twin-stick shooter, um, which, it, you know, it, you may not know this, everyone out there, or Kyron, you may not know this. I, I have a bit of a, bit of a, you know, a bit of a soft spot for a twin-stick shooter. <gasps> what? I know, right? What a revelation. Um, so, yeah, and it, it, it's, a, it's a pretty competent one. So, like, it, it was fun enough for me to play quite a lot of... <laughs> Um, I'm 
not too proud to admit that. Uh, but yeah. Um, it, what else? Have we it almost seems like cheating. Like almost any fishing mini game. Like Zelda has a great fishing uh, mini yes. game. I got yes. addicted to the fishing mini game in Persona Five. Oh, uh, yes. Star- Stardew Valley, obviously, that's a part of the core game, but. That mini yep. game. Once I got the hang of it, oh man, fishing mini games. What? Yeah, that's the Final important Fantasy thing. 15. Once you get the hang of it, yeah, like Final that was that Fantasy was Fantasy yeah. Fifteen. Yes, fishing in that fishing. game was amazing. I didn't play much of it, so I mean, it was so good, man. It was good. Oh, that's so good. Uh, what else have we got here? Let me have a look through. Some people, uh, a lot of people are saying the uh, the Bioshock hacking mini game, which is essentially just pipe dream. Mm. Um. I like that. They, I, I don't mind those kind of um, yeah, mini games I, as such. I'm really picky with that sort of stuff. Like, because even the I saw people mentioning like the Fallout hacking mini game. I was sort of like, eh, nah, I'm good. I don't mind the Fallout hacking one. I actually quite like that. Um, it's, it's impossible. Like, even if I don't really like it, it's hard to ignore it. But I got to give props to Gwent in The Witcher. First of all, for being a really yeah. deep mini game to the point where it now is, it is its own game. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, and doing rather well that I, uh, uh, from what I can tell, man, fucking, I just keep coming back to club sunshine. God, it was so good. <laughs> club sunshine fever. Just watching that money sort of like roll in, like millions and millions of yen. You're like, yes, yep. rich. Like, oh, yeah, and like absolutely fucking flogging the other five billionaires. Oh, oh yeah, so good. Making them look like fools. Um. Oh, any like the side activities in um golf story. I like some of those. Like uh, like the disc golf that was kind of fun, or golf. Galf. Galf was, was my quite, least favorite. It was quite literally a game within a game. Um, I don't, I didn't love it, but I liked the idea behind it. So that was, that was kind of fun. I mean, honestly, uh, the king of mini games is probably GTA. Like GTA Five has so many mini games that could be their own games. It's actually insane. True. Yeah, very true. Um, you can you man. can play GTA Five online and just go and play tennis golf if you want like it's just a thing you can do like that's crazy yeah. to me fuck yeah oh man I don't think there's any other ones that I really like oh that was the one I was trying to think of uh yep. it's not so much a mini game as such as in a game within well you didn't say mini game it's a game within a game uh the fact that you can play Wolfenstein 3D in its entirety within Wolfenstein 2 yeah, that's a good one. Like that's awesome, and it has its own save file system as well. Like that's fucking great. Um, oh, I love that kind of shit. Really, really cool. That's probably my favorite one. I think of recent memory, anyway. Really, even more so than Club Sunshine. I think it's more impressive. Club Sunshine still. I honestly, I think it is the fact that they just okay, they put that in there. Enough. I think it's really cool. Um, I don't think it's I don't think it's that impressive to put an old game inside a new game. I think it's I, I think it's cool like because normally it's when cool, they do something but... normally when they do something like that they do like one or two levels. But the fact that this is the entire thing they've included, so essentially you've got a second game to play within that game, is pretty cool. 
pretty impressive. I mean, by that logic, like Animal Crossing Man on the GameCube had all those NES games inside it. Absolutely, I agree. That's that's awesome. That's really cool. No, I think Club Sunshine is easily my favorite one. Like, just for how hooked I was, and just for how built that mini game was in that inside that incredibly good game itself. And that's, I mean, it's worth mentioning that Yakuza, especially Yakuza Zero, already has heaps of other mini games it's got like Mm -hmm. the slot car racing it's got its full arcades with like like good god like sega arcade games it's got yeah uh, home run place bowling bowling dancing karaoke yep oh karaoke oh karaoke yeah it's pretty good oh speaking of rhythm games whoa boy play yark as a zero everyone just do it i need to go play more of it i need to finish that you do Fucking need to finish that game. Yakuza Six Shit. is imminent. I can't. I just. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I've got to finish. Kawami's Nino out. Kawami Two is coming out later this year. I've got to finish Nino Kuni, and then by the time I do that, it'll be fucking God of War time. And oh my god. Anyway, um, I think I'm tapped. I think that's all of the the ones I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, there's. Should we? Can I name drop a bad one that I hate? You absolutely can. I know, I know some people like it, and I'm I'm worried about the wounds I might open if I say this. But I fucking hate Blitzball in Final Fantasy X. Hate it. I can't. I can't. I can't contribute to this because I have not played. The main reason I don't like it is because the controls are just awkward, and I just don't care for it. It's a cool idea. I love the idea of having like a sport inside of an RPG like that. I just didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you got any you don't I... like, Dolph, you want to name and shame? <laughs> okay. Or am All I right. standing alone on this on this hill? So it's not one that it's not one that isn't seen as like people don't like. I personally don't like this game in a game that I really fucking love. Uh, and that's the... But I can appreciate... I can appreciate it happening. I, I, I like the circumstance around it. Uh, it's Crash Bandicoot in Uncharted 4. <laughs> like, I don't like Crash Bandicoot, but right. that scene was one of my favorite parts of that game. That scene is uh, incredible. One yeah. of the most... One of, my, one of the many favorite parts of that game. Um... And like the circumstance around it, and them just like that Drake and Elena, like I'm um, like Nate and Elena just sitting on the couch playing a video game, and Nathan having no idea how video games work, and being old man Drake, and it was just so great. Uh, to While play. starring in in a video game, <laughs> yeah, exactly right. It's it was just yeah. From what I can see, I, I there was a weird they did like a weird live stream the other day. It was like Nolan North and and Troy Baker of them playing video games together. Why? I popped up on Twitter and I was watching it. And I'm like, what am I watching? Because and Troy Baker saying is like, you know, he's in so many like referring to Nolan North. He's in so many games, but he doesn't play them. And so they're like, we're going to sit down and play some games. And he he was literally like Nathan in that scene with Crash Bandicoot, and it was fucking hilarious. It was like it was a little too real. Like now knowing that now and going back and like looking at that scene, it was like. I don't think that was too much of a stretch 
of acting for for Mr. North himself. <laughs> um, That's so, so yeah. random and also cool. Yeah, it was. I don't know. I want to know what that was for. It, it was so weird. They were in like a weird basement set. I I don't. I don't understand if it was like a thing, or it was advertising something, or whatever. But. Troy Baker tweeted it out last week. I don't know. I'll find it on Twitter and see if I can find something about it. Um, I'm definitely going to yeah. go digging after we finish recording because I want to know mm. more about this. Yeah, it was weird. I, I really hope I didn't make that up and I wasn't, like, dreaming. <laughs> oh, now I almost hope you did make it up. Because if I did make that up, I want it to be, I want it to be true. Get be true Troy somewhere. Baker and Nolan North on the horn. <laughs> yeah, fucking get him up, oh, man. If I had that, God, if I had their phone number, oh boy, oh boy. If you had their phone numbers, they would have to change their phone numbers. Absolutely, they would have already done it so far. Um, I would have been like, what you doing? What games <laughs> you working on? I really Ooh. liked you in Spec Ops The Line. True story, that's exactly what I said to Nolan North when I met him last year. Um, so we, are, we are coming up to our one, one year anniversary for that amazing supernova. Yeah, 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 that's very true. Fucking hell, God. What a year. Oh, boy. Well, thank you very much, Lauren, for your question. That was uh, a lot of fun to round out the show with some uh, some good vibes there. It was uh, fun. Actually- yeah. And also just made me think about how good people, like developers are getting with the games inside their games. Yeah, absolutely. That's a cool Joel, prospect. When Red Dead comes out later this year, we're just going to spend time gambling. Oh my god, I play so much poker. Any game that has poker in it, <laughs> fucking sign me up. I played so much poker in Red Dead. Fleece of motherfuckers left, right, and center. Love it. <laughs> Imagine oh, doing, doing that in Red Dead Online, man. We're just going to be hanging out playing poker. I don't, no, I don't want to play against real people. Fuck that. No, we'll play each That's, other. It'll be fun. This, all right, cool. That, all right, I'm done. I'm done. I can do with that. I don't want to play other people, though. Because like, they'll beat you? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't like losing, so. That's fair. I'm not no one likes losing. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, Lauren, for your question. Go and show her some love. And also, the guys at OK Games, they are all lovely people, and we love them a lot. Uh, and, yeah, go and go and hang out with them. Go hang out in the Twitch chat on their on their live streams. It's a lot of fun. I did it last week. It was really good. Oh, I've had to miss them the last couple of weeks because of work, but I'm hoping I'll check it out uh, next week. Fingers crossed. Yeah, la- last week was when I was able to get to. I'm like, I, might be, I might have to miss this week's one as well, but... Yeah, uh, yeah, and if you want, come and hang out in the chat there. You can hang out with us as well. Hey, um, we're, we're cool. I like Metroid, cool. and I'll I, I'll be angling for any time that can come up. I'm a big fan of roguelikes and racing <laughs> games. Hey, we, we, um, we have niches. It's fine. To quote another member of OK Games, uh, uh, Josh Connor, uh, "Bada bing, bada boom." Um, did, so did he get a catchphrase? The, that's for you, Connor. He's trying to make it happen. Okay, all right. And I appreciate it. I, I do appreciate his his hard work. Oh, oh. We can rally to his side. <laughs> oh, I forgot. We have to start a hashtag, by the way. I committed to that hashtag. Yeah, you, it's a, it's a hashtag. It's 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 um, uh, let Connor host. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> he's trying to he's trying to he's trying to get 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 a host gig one week, and he got the outro last week. He got to the outro. And I, I said, I'd start, I, I did like a hashtag. I, did, I, I started chanting, let Cotter host in the chat. And they were like, you get, get that trending. Get it, get a, uh, get it trending. 
get a hashtag going. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm on it. Leave it with me. Hashtag let Connor host. Yeah, yeah. So just 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 tweet out let Connor host. Um, Fight for the good cause. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's a good guy. He does love. He does like Crash Bandicoot though, and I really apologize for <laughs> the things that I've said about Crash Bandicoot in the past. You don't so, really apologize though. I don't apologize for the for what I said. I apologize that it may have offended oh, okay. some people. All right. All right. I stand by what I I stand by what I <laughs> said. That's good. Yeah. I'll, you know, stand for something or fall for nothing. I don't know. All right, all right, John. I'm taking this podcast away from you. Yeah, I'm please, to, please. I'm take, going to assume it. direct control. <laughs> I am assuming direct control of his podcast, mm. and. I'm going to thank you all for listening again, of course. Every week we appreciate it. And if you want to keep up with us on the social media, you can find us on both Facebook and Twitter, where we are just Dialogue Options. If you want to shoot us an email, you can do so over to dialogueoptions at gmail.com. Additionally, whatever podcast platform of choice you listen to us on, whether it's Podbean, Podchaser, iTunes, just drop us a like, a thumbs, a share, some scrubbles. Scrubbles. Most of Scrubbles. We're mostly in the market for Scrubbles, but we will accept anything else you can offer as well. Uh, but we do like, appreciate... Yeah, legit yeah. though, please leave us reviews and, and stars. Yes. You, it, it, it'll take you like 30 seconds it, and you, it helps us greatly. Like, that, I know you hear any podcast that you're listening to says that, but there's a reason they say that, because it does help. It's true. So, please. Please, please, please. Additionally, like, if you also just want to just touch base with us individually... You know, because some people some people do that. Some people who are Twitter moguls might want to do that. You can find me on Twitter at LemonManX, where this week I'm I I roll the dice on Life is Strange before the storm, Joel, and I'll let you know about that next week. Ooh, and also excited. just posting gifts of that fucking fight from from Super of Freezer and Goku versus Jiren, because it's just f- the best fan service I could have had. Uh, but where can I find you? Uh, you can find me at Jolly Mac, where uh, I I posted a couple of tweets last night because, I, like I said, I saw um, I saw Ready these Player tweets, One actually. Yeah, I saw Ready Player One last night, and like it's been pretty divisive. A lot of people are really enjoying the movie. A lot of people are obviously not enjoying it because they think it's just like you know, oh, it's just references for reference sake, and it's pretty poor, and the book sucked, and all sort of stuff. And I'm like, sure, fine, don't, you can don't. believe that, but hey. The point I was trying to make with, with my tweet was that, you know, if you like something, just like it. Don't care what anyone else says. Stand by it. Stand your ground. And, uh, or, or, like, subsequently as well, if you don't like something, don't like something. Don't tell someone else that they're wrong for their opinion. Like, just say, hey, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like Crash Bandicoot. Um, I've said it. There we go. I was going to say, I was like, it's okay to like. Crash Bandicoot, Cotter, you it's can okay. do it. <laughs> it's okay to like Crash Bandicoot. That's fine. You're allowed to. I don't. I think it sucks, but um, <laughs> I just love like your vendetta against Crash Bandicoot. It's my one of my favorite things. I love it's, it. It's 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 like my it's like the one thing that's like my my one defining factor as like the heel of this podcast. Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot. He did that's nothing my to you. Yeah, I know, and he. He's also responsible for giving us Naughty Dog, but you hate him. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. They moved on to bigger and better things. Oh. Imagine if they're still making imagine much better things, Kyron. Oh. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not getting into this. Anyway, my yeah, this point is, is 
the the re- you are you because you like stuff and you don't like stuff that so if you sort of like don't you know commit to that uh, it sort of you know you lose your identity identity a little bit so the things that you like and the things that you don't like shape you as a person and i think that's a really important thing to keep in mind so that's what i'm trying to live my life now that's how i'm trying to do it's it it's true and you make some good points but also unfortunately the internet is the internet <laughs> Yeah, I'm not trying to change the internet. I'm trying to change people. Okay, well, I would argue that both are pretty impossible, I, but look, it is it is admirable nonetheless. I did. I, I wanted to finish that sentence, but I didn't have anything to finish it with. So anyway, <laughs> that's what I've been tweeting this week. Deep, much more, much more significant than my gifts. That's for sure. You you wouldn't guess from the way that I'm talking right now that I I have moments of clarity like that. But at the moment, <laughs> I'm just like. Ah! I'm the that, crazy cat lady from The Simpsons. That was your moment of clarity. You've burnt that, it. That now was it's it. Gone. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get another one in like three months' time. Well, how does this end, Joel? We'll let our theme song by Azure Flux strike witches, get bitches, take us out, Yay. and then we'll see. If it, we'll, these guys can catch us next week, and you can go get some sleep. Huzzah! <laughs> Bye, <See you> everyone. <laughs> <laughs>